Disclaimer, the following boundless pub trap episode contains strong opinions that some listeners may and will find offensive. If you cannot accept or respect others with a differing opinion from yours, then fuck off. Rolling sound. Y'all ain't playing no fucking these chickens, are you? Picture it. Sicily, 1920. Aren't we fucking funny? Streaming from the Midwest, right in the middle of the U.S. From Omaha, Nebraska, you're listening to the Boundless Pod Track, your entertainment podcast where we touch on all topics, from the crazy and absurd to the sacred and profane, and even the useless and unnecessary. The Boundless Pod Trap knows no bounds. And now, here are your hosts. Wow, thank you for that smattering of applause, everyone. I totally messed that up. <laughs> you, you did a little bit, but that's right okay. Right on cue, as, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to episode 33 of the Boundless Pod Trap. I am your host tonight, Lonnie. We are not in our humble abode studio with that glorious applause. We are actually in the Starlight Auditorium tonight, surrounded by our, our numerous fan. What do you mean, fan? Yeah, exactly. As in, as in like the the duct system the person who likes us the most oh us oh okay (laughs) i like you and i like you (laughs) yeah but uh yeah we took a long break for a while we took off the month of october because october is absolutely insane for all three of us i mean jeremy is dead he can barely lift his head up to talk in the microphone tonight so you probably won't hear much of him speaking tonight but he is here in spirit and body jeremy are you alive tonight uh, barely. There. That's what you're going to get from Jeremy tonight. But welcome to the Boundless Pod Trap. I am your host, Lonnie, with Justin. You hey. just heard from Jeremy. Man, October was fun, but it's good to be back here speaking with you guys. Justin, can, how was your October? Uh, I'm trying to recall. Wait, wait, what right. is it right now? Okay, it's November. It's going to be like the end of November when this is released. My October was okay. I did some trick-or-treating. I, uh... Threw on the blue arrow. I seen that. I seen you on you my head. Nebraska with the misses and the babies. Yeah, that was all right. That was pretty cool. I mean, like, I went because there is a demonstration, a little martial art demo that I was a part of. So I met this uh, one of the guys who kind of does a lot on putting the Nebcon together. Dude named Boogie Woogie. Well, that's what <laughs> that's his name in our Capoeira group. He's Boogie Woogie. That's his Capoeira. If you name. don't know what Capoeira is, it's like if you've ever got itching powder in your pants yeah. and you're somewhat athletic, it kind of looks like that. Yeah, or like you're trying to get out of wedgie without picking it. Yeah, yeah. So Boogie Woogie's his Capoeira name, but his real name is Lathan. Lathan Mural. He puts on. Well, he wanted me and a few other guys who are attached to the uh, Capoeira group to come and do like a little demo for it. So I was like, dude, right on. I haven't played in like a year and a half or so. So I was sore for like two weeks. <laughs> I'm like, dude, my ass hurts from taking on you guys all th- the other night. <laughs> I didn't know your community called it Capoeira now. I thought it was something different when your asshole hurt. But anyway. It's oh. neither here nor there. It's <laughs> pish posh. 
Yeah, this is actually the first time the three of us have been. To, we got together once for about an hour and a half. Once, but but this is the first time the three of us have been together in October. We took all of October off because it seems like every time we had a chance. Jeremy was either doing a 23-hour day or I was doing a 22-hour day or Justin was doing a, a two-hour day and just had to sleep the other 22 hours of the hey. day. The government kept them busy. Hey. I didn't but, do so many other people's jobs. Right? Yeah. Got which to. I have to do on the daily already. I, I, I have something I have to bring up. This has been like a culmination of the last 20 years. And it's been one of those things like I felt like I was when I figured it out, like I felt like I was the butt of the joke. And I have to take it out on you guys, too. And all the people who know me who listen to this podcast, and I'm going to blame you as well, that why no one told me and why you all just silently made fun of me about this. And I just figured it out. And it's also for the people who didn't know that people have been making fun of you about it as well. So the Alanis Morissette song, Ironic. Right. It's not ironic. It, it's not. It I is ironic, but it, it's not ironic. It's so, yeah, the purpose of the song is everything she talks about is not ironic, and it used to drive me fucking ballistic. It was just bad timing and shit going wrong. But for some reason this weekend, my brain turned over and was like, that's the ironic part, that nothing is ironic in the song. She's calling it ironic. That's ironic. So you can call her out. My so fucking mind like, exploded. She's been playing 3D chess for years with your- My God. I was like, am I- And I told this to Tracy. And she's like, welcome. Welcome to the group. You've officially graduated from seventh grade. I'm like, holy shit. Did you guys know this the whole time? They're like, yeah. I'm like, then why would you let me bitch and complain about this? They're like, we thought it was funny. I'm like, you sons of bitches. I, I don't know what else to say to that. I mean, I thought everybody knew. See, I, the, I, ne I never knew. See, my first it, time knowing. Doesn't it feel good to be like, wow? Yeah. Sorry. The irony of the song is that nothing in the song is ironic. Next. <laughs> Fuck you. Does it? Like, uh, I feel like I'm ready for the next big brain level here. I think a lot of those, like, uh, I mean, I love like those those misheard lyrics, and this doesn't fall on with the Alanis Morissette, but mm. you know the. Yeah. Yeah. Are, you, are you singing it? Uh, speaking of songs, uh, I did beat your record. You said something about like six copyright strikes. We got seven. Like seven. We got like twelve on that last one because the YouTube thought I sounded just like Axl Rose. So <laughs> I think that was mistaken. It sounded like a fucking dying moose. <laughs> I can see. I'm still recovering from that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be doing things a little bit different this this time around. We have like no topics because of what we were saying yeah. with October was so busy, mainly with Jeremy. Jeremy gets like, oof, he had to pretty much run a company. He slept four and a half hours in October. To the ground. You're not lying. So. I'm not a lion. Well, I am a Leo. Like, so. rawr. Rawr. Yeah. Glad it's over. I don't get to enjoy Halloween anymore. What is your um? What is the process with October for you, good sir? The process? Yeah, I mean, like, what's pulling a lot of your attention? He wakes up, he wants to die, and then October's over. I wake up, I go open up the store, I deal with people all freaking day long, customers that are angry, that wait to the last minute for everything, that expect everything to go their way, and then after working, like, 10, 11 hours doing that, I go straight outside to a haunted house where I do security and I have to deal with drunk idiots. I, I don't do know. that till like one in the morning or so. 
I don't know if it's because of what things that you have said about it, but I feel like I share a lot of that same, I don't know if you want to call it hatred <laughs> or, or disinterest or um, what's the word? Frustration. When it comes to Halloween, like people who make their own costumes, like what I did was out of the bag. So, and then I just drew something on my, my head. I was Avatar. I was Aang from Avatar. The yeah. blue triangle kind of gave it away. If Thank people you. don't know, they're not going to know who Aang from Avatar is. There's a few people who had different ideas. I forgot what was one of them. Fuck, what was it? Oh, they, I, th- I think they said something about the, the, uh, the, fuck, what is it? Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm like, that whole guy is blue. You know, has an arrow. Like, that, this is, these are two different people. But, yeah, no. With people who wait to the last minute to buy their costumes or just buy the, the most popular thing, like Harley Quinn. Is that your biggest, what is the biggest one? This year for women, it was Cruella DeVille. Oh. Yeah. I haven't even seen the movie. I, I was shocked it probably, for men, was it uh, Squid Games? Probably. That, I've seen so it's many. always Michael Myers, too. I guess, yeah, that would be huge. But yeah. I finally started watching Squid Games. That's fucking amazing. I got like three episodes in, and then- And then you didn't like it because it wasn't Asian enough? My kids are like, can you turn it off? I'm like, no. And then I was like, okay, yeah, I'll put you to bed. But, yeah, sorry. I'm more interested in the games and less interested about what else is going on. I do I like the old guy. Watch people play games. The old guy is pretty funny in it. Yeah. It's like he was uh, <laughs> taken back to all the little kid. It, it, it's kind of like prison. You know, like when you live so long. I mean, this guy wasn't living so long in the Squid Games. I, I mean, I don't know the whole. I Like I said, I'm only three episodes in. But uh, And then they released them. And then they all just kind of came back. Or some of the people just came back to finish it to get that jackpot money. Yeah. But, Yeah. I was finishing you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I see. I've read the books. I've read all three books, and I skipped through. Whoa! They one. made books out of them. Fuck yeah, they did <laughs> the book. And I'm gonna sound snobby, but the books are so much better than the TV series. But I'm not, I'm, and I really can't say that because the TV series is great. I just, well, with anything that was a book to the TV series, and I've read the book first. I always try to relate the TV series to the book. You do that every time, like you walk out of like. The Passion of Christ, and you're like the book was better. The Bible was so <laughs> Bible was so much better. But yeah, I've done it with Twilight. I did it with Lock and Key. I did it with fucking Harry Potter. Anything that there was a book that I read before the fucking TV show or the movie, I'm always gonna compare it to the book. And you was no exception. But you as a show was great. I loved the it's character just, they made of Joe. Yeah, like Joe was great. I just didn't like. You mean Will? Will. No, Joe. <laughs> it's just Dexter Jr. And I mean, I see so many parallels to Dexter with it, but they did a pretty good job. You kind of want to fuck him, though. I don't. Yeah, you do. Like, not all the way. <laughs> you take the tip, though. Uh, I guess. I'd put him in. I'd let him put it in me. But, um, fuck, there was another show that I just finished, too. Nail it? Nope. Was it Nail it? No. There was a, all right, I can't think of that. There was a guy I went to the theater with to see Aragon. And he was a big Aragon fan, the the dragon thing. Yeah. Or Aragorn. Aragorn? Aragorn. Aragorn. Oh. It was pretty much about the dragon. And then, like, he's getting, uh, when I was in the military, and we we had, a, like, we only had, like, one movie on the base, or, like, at that time. So, whatever's on, you got to go watch. And he wanted to go see it, so it's like, fuck it, all right, let's go. American Sniper. Yeah, he's so like, I love out. the book. I got all the books and stuff, and this is this, and this, and this. I'm like, this is one movie, okay? You're, you know. My afterthought, I guess, with that is like they can't fit everything into right. a, a, a collection of a you know, thousand yeah. page book into an hour and a half movie. Yeah. But he's sitting there squirming. He's like, oh, they don't even go to uh, that's supposed to have after. Uh, 
I'm like, dude, you need to set the fuck down. So they kind of did that with Lock and Key. Lock and Key is my favorite comic book. Lock and Key is what got me back into comic books after a big layoff. So when the Lock and Key series came out, I was super apprehensive. And I liked it, but I didn't love it because they kind of took liberties with it I didn't want them to take. But Lock and Key. Oh, shit. Lock and Key Season 2 came out that didn't go with the comic books at all. They just kind of took the story and ran with it, and they kind of smattered some things in there here and there, but it was its own thing. I fucking loved Season 2. Season 2 was fantastic. Season 1, it related too much with the source material, and I didn't like it, but Season 2, chef's kiss. Mwah, so good. I think, now that I think about that, uh, well, I'm actually thinking about something else too, but what's his name? D- David? Uh, David Draymond? No. Legends Comics. Um, Dave. Dave. Dave DeMarco. Dave DeMarco. I want to say I met Dave before that com- or before that podcast we did with uh, uh, Neon Maniacs. Yeah. I-, I remember going to Legends Comics and whoever I talked to, and I want to say it was David. Dave kind of turned me on to Lock and Key Lock there. and Key is so good. Yeah, it would it would definitely have been Legends because that was a comic we recommended. Lock and Key saga, Why the Last Man. Interesting. I think I'm still on the first season. They just had a new season release. Have you seen any of that? Of what? The, the new Lock and Key season. Oh, I, if you would have listened it. to what I said like 30 seconds before you started talking, I don't you would have heard me say that season two was fantastic. All right. You could have read that in a book or something. Oh, no. The weird thing about it, though, one of the antagonists of season two looks so much like one of our actresses and one of our really good friends. It's hard to separate. Like every time she would come on stage, I'd go, ah, Sydney. And and it would be weird. So. Yeah, your wife was probably like not too. She's the one who she's the one who started it. Oh, Oh. Oh, I got a question for you, Sir Jeremy. Mm. And I know you have you seen the trailer? To Sweet Home Alone. No, I have not. The new Home Alone? Gay. It looks amazing, huh? Oh. Sweet Home The, the little kid from, uh, what was that? Was it Joe, Joe Rabbit or something like that? Little kid. Oh, the, Joe Rabbit? Yeah. Fucking great movie. He's playing the character. And the trailer kind of, sh- it shows Buzz. <laughs> he's a cop now. <laughs> like it, it shows, uh, yeah, his name tag, it says McAllister on it and, it looks very similar. Like they're they're pulling a lot of the same stuff from the first movie, and like same lines, same you know stuff. They're just trying to revamp it. I think it'll at least be better than the third and fourth one. Well, but, <laughs> I mean, there was just something inherently charming about Macaulay Culkin. I think you could have had him do anything at that point because those My Girl was great. I can't really think of anything else he was in besides those three movies. Those uh, stick out to me. But he was just good. Like, at that age, he was just a good actor. And I even like the Pizza Underground. So he's just inherently charming to me. I don't know if I'm familiar with Pizza Underground. Oh, Pizza Underground's pretty fun. I got to I gotta do photography for him one day. They didn't, Coley- they didn't Coley? do interviews, but they let a handful of us do photography for him. And it was a pretty fun day. Interesting. This microphone is pissing me off. It won't stay. Plug it in. What the fuck are yours staying? I got it on tight. So tight. The tighter I make it, it's like bending the tape. Something in my ass. Do you have it on the lip or do you, did you go past the lip onto the actual table? Both. Both. <laughs> it's going to probably keep falling anyways. So you said you had some stuff planned for tonight. What did you have? I had nothing planned. Oh, I thought I you was said. just talking about like some topics and stuff like the um, the things that are going like Home Alone. and. Oh. Have you guys heard the Island Boy song? 
the <laughs> island boy song. Yeah. No. You know how every now and then you, you kind of get your heart rate elevated? No, I try not to do that because I'm fat. Oh. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. Actually, I'm not fat. Like, I'm down into the 180s. Jeez. Yeah, this is the first time since middle school. 180 what? Uh, 185 and a half last Jeez. time I checked. Yeah. You both are, you, I weigh. You're the fat one I now. am the fat one now. Yeah, how's it feel, motherfucker? Uh, You're the fat one. Ha! Last night I was 189, <laughs> so. Uh, I haven't weighed myself for a month, so I don't know what I'm Mark it. Justin's the fat one. This feels weird. I used to always get <laughs> uh, written up for being just it's the fat one. Fat, I guess, in the military. I used to always I forget what they call it, but they they have to make you sign this form because if your weight didn't, you know, I'm like, dude, I aced everything. I got like a, a perfect 300 on everything, and I I'm the one getting penalized. Well, most of the people are falling out. That's that's it. That's the end of that. <laughs> you fat yeah. fuck. I'm really good at storytelling. <laughs> Speaking of storytelling, man, I was so excited to try to film. <laughs> Our project, well, my project, I guess, the one that I written. Oh, uh, yeah, Luggage and Layover. Yeah, Luggage and Layover. And, you know, we got it all casted and had some locations locked in and just need, well, it's just the weather. The weather kind of came up fast. And Jeremy kind of, I mean, he has a uh, a pretty good habit of lighting my fire. <laughs> you light my fire. <laughs> Come on, baby. But he's like, because we were trying to do another one of something that he written. And he's like, well, we don't have to do them in order. So it's like, well, shit, you're right. I'm I'm stupid. So so by the time we planned it and then other people's schedules kind of like locked up. And so I'm currently writing another piece and seeing if I can get that done before we even start the, well, at least that final scene. But I might be filming two things at the same time. Because your one's not difficult, crazy enough. No, it's easy. 47, 47 scenes for a short film. Yeah. It's only and like, for those of you who that doesn't make sense to, that's a fuckload of scenes for a short film. A scene is every time the camera moves position. But I'm not getting angles from all over. I'm just a, getting the ones that I set up. Yes. Not a scene. Well, 47 setups. Sorry. Takes. 47 takes. Yes. If it's a fight scene, that's 30 seconds. <laughs> just like sex with me. Sex is like a fight with you? No. My sex is like yeah. basketball, one-on-one and as less dribbling as possible. <laughs> That's it. That was a pathetic joke. So what's your new one about? The new movie? See, I'm still currently writing it. I do have one person cast. I got to reach out to another person. It's going to be a another drama piece, and it's going to be about how the brain is stupid. <laughs> yes. You're moving somebody's mental state into a different state to try to correct and give them a second chance at something, and that's it. It's kind of a – it's an ending of, with hope. Okay. If you know who hope I is. Mean, that's not a terrible concept. I mean that makes a lot more sense than luggage and layover to me. I think luggage and layover will make more sense once I can visually see it. I'm having trouble with it like trying to contemplate it from an outside perspective. Right. Conceptualizing um, – because there's so many things that are – well, maybe not so many things. There is a layover, if you will, right. of the scenes that are happening simultaneously. Well, in, in so. your, inside your brain, though, also is you see things from such a more uh, symbolic level than I do. Oh, yeah. I see things at such <laughs> such more of a, a simplistic point of view because I, I really have to. What am I – If I try it? to get too – to overthought on it, my brain will take over, and that's a terrible thing to happen. So, yeah, I like to use little prompts and stuff to 
write here and there. Yeah. So with luggage and layover, that was heavily written with tarot. With tarot. So tarot. there are at least six prime symbols, prime cards in there, which I don't know how I want to wrap it up because I do want to, I don't, I don't know if I should have like a supplementary thing or a text or something at the very end, but I do want to get the images across well. There's certain key images, at least three key images that needs to be locked on. And the people who know just know, but others, they, they would have to look it up. So, Justin, I'm challenging you to a game. All right. All right. Oh, right now? This Right, right now. Was that, was that you? <laughs> no, that was not me. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. All right. You ready for this game? This is a challenge. <laughs> An impromptu, on-the-spot challenge. Let's do it. All right. Wait. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. All right. <laughs> this challenge is... A one-by-one one joke challenge. First one to make Jeremy laugh. Okay, go. No, you go. Oh, first. I have to go? Yeah. All right. So, there's a CIA operation. There's a guy who's needed to uh, 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 an open position for the CIA spot. So, there's three people who might be up for it. They all have the same scenario. It's like, hey, your wife is in that other room. I want you to take this gun, shoot her. And you get the job. So the first man, he looks at the gun. He looks at the door. And he's like, oh, I, don't, I don't know if I can do it. I love my wife way too much. I, I just can't. I can't. You're going to have to give this a spot to somebody else. Second person comes in. You know, sits down in the chair. Same scenario. Your wife is in the other room. I want you to take this gun. Go into that room. Shoot her. And you get the job. Second man takes the gun. Takes a deep breath. Walks over to the door. Opens the door. At the moment he sees his wife... He shuts the door again. He's like, I, I can't do it. You got to give it to somebody else. I love my wife way too much. It's, it's just, yeah, it's not for me. Third guy comes in. Same scenario. Your wife is in the other room. Take this gun. Go in there. Shoot her. And you get the job. And the guy looks at them, looks at the gun, looks at them, takes the gun, opens the door, sees his wife, shuts the door. You hear a pow, 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 pow. And then nothing. And then you hear all this rustling, like, so the guy comes out, and he's covered in blood. And he puts the gun back on the table, and the, the guys the, who are interviewing him, they're looking at him like, what the fuck? And the guy's like, hey, uh, the gun you gave me was full of blanks, so I just had a killer with a chair. Uh, nothing? <laughs> Jeremy. It's too much of a setup, I think. Jeremy Lubash. What do you call a joke that isn't funny? Probably something Justin said. What? What? A sentence. Huh. Huh. Do I have to, like, search jokes or something? No, you there? do whatever you want to do. <clears throat> it's going to be a long episode. <laughs> yeah. Come on, keep we going. Can, we can do this for a while. The joy of editing. Two muffins are in an oven. One muffin says to the other oven, muffin, damn, it's hot in here. Oh. The other replies, yeah, it's probably like 350 degrees. At least. At least two peanuts were walking down the road. One was assaulted. <laughs> What's blue and smells like red paint? Blue paint. <laughs> I I feel like he's not gonna he's not gonna crack. Stop! You don't know. You gotta wear him down a little bit. What did the mommy tomato say to the baby tomato while they were running to catch the bus? <laughs> he he's not even waiting for the punchline. <laughs> he already knows it's ketchup. Why Why did the mailman die? Because everybody dies. 
I seen a smirk. <laughs> <laughs> There's a picture of a man in a wheelchair and it, on a, a front cover, and it says, they said I would never walk again, and I really have to commend them for their spot-on diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Good job. What did my grandpa say before he kicked the bucket? Ouch. Hey, want to see how far I can kick this bucket? Oh. <laughs> uh, well, he left. So. I know. I, so, I had to try to redeem to... myself. It was more so that you laughed before you said <laughs> just going to Andrew Dice Clay this bitch. These microphone stands. <laughs> oh. Wow. Hey, oh. Oh. Hickory dickory duck. Miss Muffet sat on a toffet. That was totally bad. I wasn't even doing a, a Brooklyn. <laughs> Just like the rest of the shit. Well, he, I think he's supposed to be actually Jewish anyways. He's not, he's not Italian. <laughs> hey, don't make fun of my people. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Muffet sat on a toffet. Oh, my God. Why are your friends like snow? Why? If you pee on them, they'll disappear. Oh. Not all of them. I know some of them who will stay. I just don't know what to add. I have no humor in me tonight. I really don't. I apologize. Well, what's on the docket for you? What, what, what do you have lined up? Do you have any like future topics that you want to get into? Not really. My mind's still not in regular mode. It's still in Halloween and trying to <laughs> trying to get back into real life. Justin, fuck, Mary, kill. Ashley Olson, Mary Kate Olson, or the other one, uh... The popular one. The now popular one? Yeah. Well, what is that other Olsen? The Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Elizabeth. 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 Yeah. Well, I feel like, you know, the twins can go either or. I still don't know enough about them to even try to take them apart if I have to with my hands. Because <laughs> they have to kill one of them. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I guess I would have to... Fuck Elizabeth, kill Mary, Kate, Mary Kate. What's the other one? Mary Kate. Ashley. Ashley. Ashley will get a lot of the uh, proceeds because they go into business together. And then I will marry her. Yeah, that's a flop. What movies are coming out? Oh, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> They're still doing another Ghostbusters. Yeah. Isn't Ackroyd in that one? They going to be in that one? Yeah, it's made by Jason Reichman. Alan Reichman's son, so that could have potential. Did you say Reichman? Reichman. Or Rickman. Reichman. Alan Rickman was cool. It'll be a flop. When it will not be a big... When they try to recreate things that were popular in the 80s. So that Batman it. is going to be coming out? Batman. The new Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon yeah. City. Looks Another good. Jurassic Park is going to be coming out. Uncharted. The video game Uncharted is going to finally get a video game. I think uh, Bat in the Sun did an awesome Uncharted one. Mission Impossible 7. I feel like... I stopped like three Mission Impossibles ago. I'm not all cut up with those. It's three more than I've seen. You, I've you, never seen any of them. Really? Yeah. Like not when he's doing the dun, the dun, 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 uh -uh. dun. I've never dun, seen a dun, single dun. Mission Impossible. Hmm. Or James Bond movie. Or... I preferred the Mission Impossibles over the James Bonds. And then Van Damme is going to be coming out with a, another one called Full Love in January. January 1st of 2022. I was I was kind of a big Van Damme fan and a rob van dam fan <laughs> he's doing a love movie not rob van dam uh <laughs> i'd hope not yeah it the movie is called full love and it's with him on the cover with a gun so sure if you want to call it a love movie it's a crime movie not a drama love with a full gun how old is he now old enough 
to hold a gun. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure most people are old enough to hold a gun or they're too old to hold a gun. Uh, he was born in 1960, so that makes him 51. No, he's older than 50. Fuck. Is my math off? No, shit. Holy shit. He's 62. 62. He's born on the 18th of October. Happy late birthday, Dan Dan. <laughs> Our celebrity birthdays for the week. Shit, what happened in the last... There's been two kids arrested in the local area because of shootings. Oh, uh, what's his bucket died today? Or yesterday, speaking of James Bond, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. He died yesterday? Yesterday or today. Wait, I thought he was dead. Sean Connery? Yeah. Who am I thinking of? I thought I seen it on Facebook, but... I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that was October... That was last year. That was his... uh, Oh, it was a year ago? 2020. (laughs) My bad. I should read people's stories. Oh. Uh, I was looking up a a trivia thing. Okay. But uh, it would have to be, like, everybody... See, this is kind of the crappy thing about, like, recording into this room, because we're not, you know, locked up into our computers and stuff here. Well, I am, because it's a laptop, but you guys normally would have desktops at the time. But uh, have you guys... I mean, do you guys familiar with, like, the -the Jack-in-the-box games? The, yeah, uh, you don't know Jack games. Here's like yeah. a pretty fun one called like Murder Trivia Party. It's a, a pretty fun one. I was wanting to try that with you boys today on this uh, free for all one, but since we don't have access, it's kind of pointless to even bring it up. So we'll save it for a later date. Just ask us questions then. All right. What is your stance on abortion? It's been my experience <laughs> that prostitutes usually don't carry their uh, baby to term. As a straight white male who doesn't have a vagina, I really don't think I have a choice. Huh. Huh. I'm not getting into that topic. <laughs> You're getting out of it? Yeah. I'm uh. not, I'm not t- <laughs> touching that as, one. As a as a straight white dude with a penis, I, I really don't think I should even be remotely given an option. I um I think it can be necessary sometimes. For instance, if uh your wife is a vegetable and carrying. So you knocked up a vegetable. Oh, no. She was a, a normal alerted person until like an accident in the first trimester. And you think that accident in the first trimester that made your wife a vegetable would not terminate the baby? It doesn't always. There's been, okay, there's been uh, cases where a person who was a vegetable ended up getting pregnant and came out of her coma. Well, okay. When you're going into little minute, like, cases, sure, there are circumstances where extreme measures need to be taken. But when we're talking the 99 percentile of a woman capable of making her own decision on the matter, yeah. then... Ultimately, yes, she's going she to take should her be, own. Yeah. She should be allowed to make her own decision. But... In the other cases where the woman is incapable of making her own decision, whether physically, mentally, or incapable of it in some way, shape, or form, then yes, I think someone else should be able to help her make that decision. But in the, the rare occasion that that does happen, then yes, by all means, yeah. you can help the vegetable decide what she Thank does you. with the baby. But take care of my if vegetables. She is, if, if, if she's not in the crisper, then you decide— <laughs> You you step back and let her decide. As a father of the child, I understand if she wants to get rid of it and you want to keep it, 
that is yeah, that, that is a yeah. di- that is a discussion that you need to have on a personal level. There's other expensive options too that can make that viable to term, but right. yeah, I mean, I'm I'm more of the person who is about bodily autonomy. So that takes priority. Like it is your body, you don't need to I mean, yes, it's a a living thing. And I hate when people use that, like, it's a baby. It's like, no, it's, it's not, not a baby. It's, it'll it's, be a baby in, when it hits uh, a certain point. But at, It's like if I hold a hand of seeds in my hand, I'm like, look at this forest. It's not a forest yet. It will be if you plant it all. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's such a loaded question. And Jeremy takes the right approach being like, no. And I think it, the world would be a safer place we if like the majority of people said no. But... Maybe everybody should have an line pushers. Lay- the first one, so they have that experience. Get that first one out. <laughs> line pushers and assholes like us will give our two cents. And does it make the world a better place? Maybe. Does it make the world a worse place? Absolutely. And that's that was something I wanted to talk about tonight. And I think this is a perfect place to slide it in there. Nice. I absolutely despise that we are canceling bullies. And let me let me justify I'm, my. I'm answer. actually with you on that. And let me yeah. let me justify my answer a little bit. Bullying is terrible in certain situations. Yes. No one wants to acknowledge the bully who is making the 11, 12, 13 year old child kill themselves. That bully is a fucker, and that bully needs beaten within an inch of his life. But the the bully who is needed, and I don't know about you guys or anyone else listening to this podcast, everything major that I love in my life has been accomplished by someone telling me you can't do that. Exactly. And if you take that away from everybody, no one is going to try to accomplish something they can't do. Yeah. I personally would like to think of myself as a personable, responsible of making you who you are, you know, like because of my constant ridicule and shame to you <laughs> yeah. that requires you to go <laughs> if to... If it wasn't for you guys constantly calling me a yeah. dipshit and... You're going through therapy and it's helping to excel the process, so... I'm not. You're... I quit therapy. Oh, you're a quitter? <laughs> I'm a quitter. You're a fucking oh. quitter? You got this. See? Our, our shaming has made you... <laughs> you've become able-bodied? What's the word? I, I became self-sufficient. Did you just level up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a human boy! Yeah. No, I'm actually totally with you. I remember having a conversation with uh, somebody who like is totally against like bullying. Like I hate bullying when it the, happens. The I don't con- like seeing the it. The concept of bullying is yeah. so antiquated to the point of like you see bullies on TV of like Meh, grinding your face in s- snow and like taking your lunch money and beating you up for stupid reasons and calling you fag and calling you fat and blah, blah, blah. That's not the bullies I'm talking about. That's I'm talking about the motivator bullies. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about the 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 fucking jocks I'm talking look at all the athletes and stuff like they probably wouldn't have got to where they were if they weren't exactly pushed I'm talking about the dickhead gym teachers I'm talking about the the history professors who said you're never gonna make it I'm talking about the parents who said one more lap I'm talking about the fucking the girlfriends who said you're just not good enough to date me I'm talking about Everything that just kicks you in the dick that goes, fuck you, I am ow, better ow. than you. We got to kick you there. Well, it's just, it's an, inappropriate. Anal- it's just an analogy. <laughs> but no, I, I, those pieces of shit are the people that you look at and you go, fuck you. I'm going to be better because of you. Right. When it comes to, and, and I've made mention of this before as well, like the human experience, like we have to feel, 
right? Like we want to mask a lot of things with like more happier things, but it's like, no, feel that bad part because that's going to help you process. Like you wouldn't be where you are if you didn't have those struggles in your life. If life was, you know, played on easy mode all the way through, like what value is that? Absolutely. I boldly mocks all the time. Like he goes to pick up a toy, I'll fucking kick it across the room. Him or it? Would you say? Both. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, he's bigger than I am. But if he goes to pick up a toy, I'll kick that motherfucker across the room just to show him that, like, keep working. Like, no. nothing's easy. Have him bring it back in his mouth? <laughs> yeah. He can't, he can't walk yet. Oh. Yeah, that's a whole different story that I'm not going to talk about, but. Um, oh, yeah. No, I, I am, I'm totally on the same page, I guess, with the whole bullying thing. I think there has to be, when it comes to violence, I do not condone violence. violence. And, you know, there's a time where I will condone violence, but this is not that time to condone violence. But, yeah, like, where would we be in the world if, and there's a song talking about if bullies go away. And that I heard that song and it kind of clicked this thought in my head that what would happen if bullies went away? Like, what would happen if participation trophies were the new norm? Like, first place means nothing anymore. Why try? Like, I'm a very competitive person. Everything I do, I want to be first place at. Yeah, there's it's, a it's first or last. Like I will go into anything, and if I go into it, I'm like, is there a competition for it? Can I do it? And when, that's the way I've always lived. Right. When it comes to like a competition, I think the person that you need to be competing against is yourself. I think there should nah, also fuck that. beat everybody. Yeah. All that too. I yeah. want to be better than God at everything. There's a excuse me, like participation trophies, like videos of like parents coming to like events and just tossing away their kids' participation trophies. Like we don't, we don't take any of like the handouts and all that. Like we have to earn our stuff. It's like, that is harsh, but there is a lesson that is being learned there. When you're saying like everybody is special than nobody's special. It's like, that's, that's kind of what you're saying. It's like, no, you all get this because you're all equal. It's like, "Mm, the world isn't fair. You know, not everybody's equal, but you need to learn how to navigate the waters. And if you, like I said, if you're playing life on easy mode, you're not learning shit. You need to be challenged. And and the world is not a safe and easy place. That's what people need to understand. And the more we treat it like a safe and easy place, the more it's going to kick you in the ass when you finally get to it. It, and that's what people don't understand right now. It's like there are people fighting for the safety and the protection of this world, but they're doing it in such a way that this world is getting so much worse because of it. Oh, yeah. Yes, we're fighting for all this freedom and free stuff and for the people and for the people and for the people and the people who are not fighting are sitting waiting for their piece of the pie and they don't realize how much fucking worse it is getting for the people who are fighting and for the people who are just trying to get by. Yeah, there's, uh, in the same, uh, similar fashion, I guess, so many people are waiting their turn to, like, stand in a line or something like that, but it's like, there's also another door. Right. Know? Like, fucking if you're trying to get into this, like, it. go to the other side here. It's like, there's different options, I guess, in your life that you don't have to take the struggle, you know, right. like laying down, I guess. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a liberal. I'm not a conservative. I'm none of it. I don't give a fuck. About well, the labels blind people anyway. Right. So. I'm not, I'm not any of it. If, it. if I was anything, I would, I would be an anarchist. I want the people to help the people. I want everyone to fight for each other. I want, I want grandma from one house to make food for the orphans at the other house. That's how I want shit to be. I, I guess I'm a communist. Like if you if you think about it, I'm a Jewish communist. I think when people when people think about and this, it sounds kind of weird because I mean like it's only 
through propaganda and stuff that communism is labeled like as, as horrendous a, as, as a it bad is. Thing, but it's, it's just like it, not because people don't understand the concept of communism. Right. Yeah, when you get down to it to a to a hole or so. Yes, that that's the the American way, I guess. Right. Blind everybody, you know, the with, with what they want you to hear, you know. Right. But all because a straight white man tells a woman what she needs to do with her babies. All because his pullout game is weak. It's on point. Mine, mine is on point. I mean, you can't get somebody pregnant when you go, when you gook in their nose. That doesn't sound like a fun day. <laughs> How do you say that with a full nose? <clears throat> nose, nose bubbles. This Cum is, bubble. This is the first no. This is the first podcast since like August that I haven't had a full nose. We've done. Hear that? Tis true. Those are free nostrils, boys. And you can't hear my heart beating. Is that your nose? That's my butthole. <laughs> yeah. We almost woke Jeremy up. I was listening. Have you seen Halloween Kills yet? I have not. I I haven't even seen the last one, and and I feel so bad about that. There's so many movies that I should have been on top of. Like Michael Myers is my my favorite slasher. Tarzan is one of my favorite you know characters, and I haven't even seen that one with a. Uh, Fuck it. What's his name? Brian Fraser. Nope, not that one. George of the Jungle, dude. <laughs> yeah. Same guy. Uh, and, oh man, and, and Brendan Fraser, like he's he's coming back. Yeah. What happened to that fucking guy? He blew up though. Like he's he's a big boy. He's gonna be like a was it a superhero movie? It's chubby. Yeah. Chubby, chubby, chubby. He's a bigums now. So, what you got, Jeremy? I got nothing. Are you really? are you good over there? I'm here. Suck it up, big boy. <laughs> I got a few things on here. So. I can hear them. <laughs> that was a... Um, I know. Okay, cool. All right. That was Joe Thanti. Come on! Yes. I used to jerk off turkeys on his farm. You've been busy. <laughs> a little bit. That's only half of it. Well, I, I only went through half of the movie to take out like some goodies. Definitely wanted to get the... What the fuck is your last name? <laughs> He's kind of chuckling. He's chuckling. So you have the whole movie. (laughs) Gonna play unemployed sound clips one by one by one. Yes. All right. Yeah. Um, I think we need to go back and get like some different movies to review from the fan base too. So uh, after next movie. So nothing. We had like a list. Inception was one of them. Ooh. That was the the top one, the top hitter. I liked Inception actually. Me too. Me too. I saw it once and that was enough. Was it fun enough for what? I don't need to ever see it again. To grasp the whole thing? You got it locked down? It's the problem why I don't watch it again. If I have to think too hard on a movie, then I don't uh, care to watch it. Well, that's the fun about it. It's like going back and like, oh, okay. You're just gleaming new understanding. Like that makes more sense now. It's an inception of the event of watching it. You're going back into it uh, deeper. Now, that's too much work. If I have to watch a movie more than twice to get it, that's too many times. Oh, no way. That's too much work. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) All right. I have a game we can play. I'm going to read you IMDb synopsis of movies, and you two have to try to tell me what movie it is. Okay. Sound good? Sure. Jeremy, are you ready for this? Sure. Okay. Let's start with this one. Okay. Scottish warrior leads his countrymen in rebellion to free Braveheart. his homeland. Is, that is correct. It is Braveheart. Ding. Okay. Oh, last, 
the last podcast, you were talking about how like the Columbine shooters, they were trying to redo a Columbine, but they like fucked the whole thing up because it wasn't even at Columbine. So how can you redo it if it's not going to be at this location? <laughs> right, right. Okay. A former San Francisco police detective juggles wrestling with his personal demons and becoming obsessed with the haunting, beautiful woman who he has hired to trail, who may be deeply disturbed. Sin City? Nope. 213? Nope. Wait. What? Read that again. A detective hired somebody to... A former San Francisco police detective juggles wrestling with his personal demons and becoming obsessed with the hauntingly beautiful woman he has been hired to trail. He may be deeply disturbed. From 1958. Oh. Hmm. Um. Um. Fuck. What is it? Uh, Vertigo? It is Vertigo. All right. Cool. Wait, don't you have vertigo? No. I feel like you should. I, or do. I probably should. <laughs> Looking over to my shoulder too quickly gives me vertigo. Some of these are just too fucking easy. Um, what's this one? I'm schooling your ass on these. You are. Vertigo. I must know movies. All right. In 1936, an uh, archaeologist is hired by the U.S. government to find the Ark of the Covenant before Adolf Hitler's Nazis can obtain it. Awesome power. Underworld. The the rising. Of the you said 1938. You lost me. 1936. Oh. Around the time of the reigning of the Schindler's List. Focus on archaeologist and adventurer. Indiana Jones. And? And the sorceress is stoned. <laughs> He's looking for the... The, the lost ark. The lost... The Ark of the Covenant. Is Indiana Jones and the Lost Ark. I'm going to through the top 100 movies on IMDb. We're going to finish all of those in this podcast. <laughs> and how? Now with even more sodium. Yeah, a lot of these just say the name of the people in it. Like, this Polish pianist, Jewish music struggles to survive the with, destruction of the Warsaw Ghetto of World with, War II. With this huge nose. What's his name? The pianist. Yes, the pianist. What is his name with the huge nose? Brody? Brody, yes. Huh. You know, okay. the top one movie on the IMDb, 100, top 100 movies, top 250 movies is? Give me a year. 94. 94. Forrest Gump. Nope. Hmm. 94? 94. 94. Uh, uh, is it a Tom Hanks movie? No. Jurassic Park. Nope. Is it an action movie? No. More of a drama? Yes. City of Angels? City of fucking Angels. <laughs> yeah. no. Nicholas Cage at his best? Number two is The Godfather. All right. Number three is The Godfather Part Two. Is it really? Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction is number eight. Hmm. Number one, Terminator. There you no, go. I guess that would be an action. Terminator. Yeah. It is a drama. It is a Titanic? It's not Titanic. Uh, I think that's 96. Starring Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman. Oh, Shawshank. It is Shawshank Redemption. All right. Stephen King movie is the number one movie. I was going to say Green Mile at first, but I knew that was later. So it's kind of on the same path as Stephen King. But since I didn't say it, you guys aren't going to give me any of that credit. But I did guess it, so I get the full credit. Sure. Thank you. Number four is The Dark Knight. 94? Number four. I, I know, I know. Pulp Fiction was eight, which is <laughs> Fight Club is 11. Really? Yeah. Well, well, what's the uh, go do the top ten, the ones that we haven't 
Top yep. ten. Number one, Shawshank. Number two, The Godfather. Godfathers. Uh, number three, Godfather Part Two. Number four, The Dark Knight. Number five, Twelve Angry Men, the nineteen fifty seven version. Number six, uh, Schindler's List. Number seven, Lord of the Rings: The Return of the King. Number eight, Pulp Fiction. Number nine, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, the nineteen sixty six version. And number ten, The Lord of the Rings: The Fellowship of the Rings. Hmm. What would you put in there? What would you take out? Godfather, that movie's over. Oh come on! The I'd second leave, one was amazing. I'd leave Godfather Two in there, but yeah. I'd probably take Godfather out. I'd probably take out Dark Knight. I would group both one and two into the same position, but yeah, two definitely stays. I think I'd find a place for Green Mile in there. I think the Matrix would need to be in there because, I mean, that's even like the Blair Witch movies like that that Blair actually Witch. kind of changed now, cinema. Now you gotta you gotta understand this is IMDb. Green Mile's twenty nine, by the way. I'd put the Breakfast Club in there. Oh yeah, Breakfast Club. Yeah, that's a good one. Would you put Breakfast Club over Fierce Bueller? Bueller? All right. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Over 16 Candles? I'd put, Amer- I'd put American History X up there pretty far. That's, I think so, too. That's pretty far down their list. Yeah. That's 40 on their list, but I'd put that up there pretty high. Alien. You said that's top 100? Do the last 10. Uh, Top 250. Oh. Do the last 90 through 100. <laughs> uh, 90 through 100? Okay. Let's see here. Uh, 90... M from 1931, 91 Vertigo, 92 Like Stars on Earth, uh, 93 Citizen Kane, 94 That's... Come and See, 95 The Hunt, 96 Amazing Movie, I Can't Believe It's This Low, Requiem for a Dream, oh, yeah. 97 Singing in the Rain, 98 North by Northwest, 99 another amazing movie, I Can't Believe It's This Low, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I can kind of see why it's that low. Yeah, and 100 Bicycle Thieves. A few of those I have never even heard of. You said 90 was a movie called M? M. As in like the letter M? Yep, 1931's M. Oh, okay, yeah, of course. I wouldn't have known. 104, Full Metal Jacket. Really? Yeah, that's way down there. I feel like some of those... Clockwork Orange, 110, wow. Dude, that is revolutionary. Taxi Driver, 111, Wow. These got to be like within top twenty-five. I would, I would, I would think. Scarface one sixteen. Wow. Hmm. Now Toy Story three one twenty-one. Come the fuck <laughs> on. on. Uh, Die Hard one twenty-eight. That's the best Christmas movie. I'd put Joker in there in the top ten. Yeah. Wolf of Wall Street is in there. I one forty-one. That's a good movie. Pan's Labyrinth. I I I'd put that in the top fifty. I really like Pan's Labyrinth, but I can see how a lot of people wouldn't understand it. Like, it is very... Yeah. It's an out-there movie. Yeah, totally. Or in-there movie. Shutter Island, they've got at 155. I like Shutter Island, I but do that deserve, that's one of those that deserves multiple, multiple viewings to really get it. The 1982 The Thing once comes in at 161. The Sixth Sense, 163. Oh, The Truman Show, 167. Let's see, like, something like... Donnie Darko is what? What? I haven't came across Donnie Darko uh, yet. Jurassic, Jurassic Park one sixty eight. You said that's just the top two fifty. Top two fifty on IMDb. Yeah. Fargo one seventy five. So many of these movies I thought would be higher on this list that they they just judge way down. Like I would expect, even if they were going from like a hipster point of view, they put the Grand Budapest Hotel, which ranked so high among the new movie critics, is one ninety one. The Room. The Room is 197. Or no, sorry, that's just Room. 
Is Rudy on that list? I haven't came across it yet. Oh, I, uh, today is uh, Tom Savini's birthday. Hey, happy birthday, Tom. Uh, and Diana Silvers. I think that's the chick Stand for this. Stand By Me is 216. What the fuck list? In my opinion, the best comic book movie of all time, Logan, is 219. Really? Yeah. Platoon, 225. When it comes to comic book movies, I think Blade has to be in there. Kind of like because it's prolific to what it does, especially for Marvel movies. Right. When Blade hit the screen, that, I mean, that kind of echoed out for what, what you can do with uh, Marvel cinema. Blade came out at the wrong time, though. Yeah. Blade, I think if Blade would have came out when, like now, during the comic book boom, I think Blade would have been unstoppable. But unfortunately, when Blade came out in like the 90s when comic books were kind of at a low point, I think Blade got written when comic books were kind of a bleh. Yeah, when uh, Black Panther came out and all the social media pretty much shouting about that, like the a first black uh, superhero. I'm like, no, Blade, man. Like, right. that's where it's at. Yeah. I mean, Black Panther was awesome for what it was. It wasn't the best out there, but Blade, I think that really, that hit the mark. Right, and Blade, Blade had its problems, but it also had its highlights. Yeah. Like, Blade came out and inspired a lot of good movies that, happened in the late 90s early 2000s like underworld and stuff like that that really inspired like the new take on right. vampire movies but yeah blade blade pushed an envelope unfortunately at the wrong time i think it was outshined because it was around like relatively the same time well, what time or what when did that come out well it, it was the same problem with spawn spawn had the potential to be a great movie and it looked like a good movie but it just came out when comic books were dead it was 98, but I think a lot of that uh, was overshadowed by The Matrix, which came out the next year. Yeah, Matrix so, Matrix 16 on the list. So, I mean, I, I would say it kind of even exp inspired a bit of Matrix with the uh, the leather and environment, the, the, the leather you know, glasses games. and all that. But A Usual Suspects movie I absolutely adore is 34th. One of the first movies that was a truly a mind fuck that you watch through and it's like, wow. Like, you look at a movie like that and you go, man, people like M. Night Shyamalan and some of the people from A24 Studios who are known for their really hard twists had to take some inspiration from The Usual Suspects. What's something that you haven't seen, like a TV show or something that you've been wanting to go back and watch? You know, every year I catch myself, I'm like, you know what, I want to watch through Buffy again. Like, I always find myself wanting to watch through Buffy. Every couple of years, I'll watch through Buffy. I'll do the same thing with the X-Files, but I'll I'll jump around. I'll watch my favorites first, and then I'll kind of fill in seasons. But uh, X-Files, Buffy is something I do a lot. X-Files, that's another one that it's, I, mean, I haven't seen it since it came out pretty much, and yeah. I, I fell off. So, yeah. Uh, I've heard, I mean, like, people say, like, Breaking Bad and eh. all this other stuff. Like, I think eventually I might go back and watch it, but right now I think what I want to go back and watch is The Wire. I haven't seen it, the but Wire. I'm a like I'm a huge Sopranos fan, and that's another Sopranos David Chase. Sopranos were fucking yeah. great. I remember watching those whenever I'd go over to my buddy's house, and we'd watch Sopranos. I remember watching Oz. Oh yeah, Oz was really good, especially with Mercutio. <laughs> Every time I saw what was his name, the the wheelchair dude. Every time I see him, I'm like, you know, that, that Mercutio speech that he had in Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah. Romeo Juliet. It's like, man, that was a powerful, that needs to be like top 10 or 15 or whatever on the, like amazing acting. Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah. yeah. I remember this Romeo movie that we used to watch in like sophomore year English class that was on a VHS tape. 
The black and white one? No, not the black and white one, but it was colored, but it had the actual nude sex scenes in it that our our English teacher would have to get up and fast forward through and be like, don't look. (laughs) Of course, it'd make you want to look. And then whenever the subs would come in, they, they wouldn't know that sex scene was in there. So you'd be sitting there watching. All of a sudden, they'd get up and freak out and like go jump in front of the TV while they're trying to fast forward it. It's like, we're, we're sophomores. We've seen boobs. We know what boobs look like. Half of the people in here have them. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a good chance that the majority of the, the boys in here already have boners. It's like we're that age, so. There's a little divot in the bottom of the wooden desk. Like everybody's, their their pants elastic is stretched out at this point. Did you ever shower when you were at school? Fuck no. No? No. Huh. Absolutely not. No? That's a big no for you? Nope. A hard no. Gym teacher had the hots for you? <laughs> we're not going to get into that. Huh. I feel like that. now we have to get into that. No, absolutely not getting into this. <laughs> I got to take my pill. <laughs> got to take his birth control. Are we back on that now? I was just reminded of my, uh, one of the people I follow, actually Landon uh, Fiscus, posted something about the theater. And I'm like, dude, I spent so much time in that theater, like back in high school. Like I always thought that if there were, ever there was a school shooting, that's where I would go because I knew they had like secret doors, little trap doors and <laughs> stuff. I'm like, Shit, I mean, like, that's what you use when you do, like, those special plays or something where you have to come out from and, and excite the audience or something. It's like, I remember going to this class, you know, the drama class, and, like, it was, like, two or three years in already. And then I saw my teacher just appear out of the, off the stage there. I'm like, where the fuck did you come from? And I'm like, there's a door there this whole time? How come I? But then again, if he knew that I knew it, he probably knew that I would fuck around with it. <laughs> but, yeah, like, you can climb the ladder and get up on, the like, little bird's nest and... Where they change the the lights, I'm like man, that'd be a perfect spot for a. Yeah, that's why you never hear about theater kids getting shot in school shootings, is because they know exactly where to hide. Yeah, then they'll surprise. They know and, all their cues, and they're always the ones doing them. Exit stage left, because when you're on stage left, it's actually the opposite. It's stage right. Yeah. Well, to the right, but stage. We, yeah, we didn't have we had drama, but we didn't have like theater wasn't part of our school curriculum but there was a theater in the town we went to high school in and the, the theater was mills maskers and you could go whoa, down. Whoa. did you say massacres maskers okay like you did they named a theater after massacres <laughs> huh but you could go down and if you wanted to be part of a play whether you could act or perform at all they would take you and there were some horrendous plays but i mean when you live in a town of two thousand people well, I didn't live in the town, but when you went to school in the town of 2,000-some-odd people, you had very few things to do. Like there's a bowling alley, there was a pomida, and then there was the theater, and there was a movie theater that showed movies like once a month. But you would go to these plays. Like the plays would have two to 300 people at them, and it was generally always the same 10, 15 kids who would do the plays, and they'd be the same people. But, man, every once in a while, somebody new would come in and be like, I want to act in it. And, oh, fuck, there was some terrible stuff. I was in one once. I was a circus fat lady. It was pretty fun. But All right. I was thinking about theaters. If there is a um, – if you can go to a theater with two people to watch a show, what two people would you pick? Abraham Lincoln. And John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually going to be mine. Abraham Lincoln, and I'd pick him up after he was shot because if he's laying face up, that, that's got to be the best luck. Because finding a penny face up 
is good luck. Imagine finding Abraham Lincoln face up. Face up. Like, that's got to be luck for fucking days. And then you can be like his uh, conciliar, you know? Yeah. It's like the president, you know, dressing him up all like Weekend at Bernie's. (laughs) (laughs) President says, uh, free ice cream. And you could call his wife and be like, other than that, Miss Lincoln, how was the play? That needs to be a movie. Weekend at Bernie's. President edition. President edition. Yeah. I'm sure it exists somewhere. Does it? Somebody probably made one on YouTube. Who was the first president? Let me quiz you. George Washington. Oh, it wasn't. It was like a Peyton Marshall or something like that. First president of the United States. It was, yeah, let me, let me. First president of the United States, I thought was George Washington. No, it was Peyton Marshall. I'm pretty sure it's, let me look it up. Because there was like maybe four to six presidents before they actually announced an actual position. I mean, they called him the president. Fucking semantics on this guy. It's the same thing. Peyton Randolph. Sorry. Peyton Randolph (laughs) elected first president of Congress in 1774. Yes. That's why when people ask me, who is the first person I had sex with? I always lead with a girl and never my uncle because people want facts and not the truth. Does it count if it's birthing? (laughs) It's still first vagina I ever seen. I never lead with my mom's. Huh. Like when I was (laughs) receiving birth from my mom? (laughs) Yeah, that's one way of putting it. Did you receive birth from your mom in what year? Because when you're approaching to her, it's like, you know, you gave birth to her, but you received because she gave it and you received birth from her. I gained birth from my mother. Yeah, that's how that goes. Received birth. There's a giver and then there's a I'll stop there. I'll stop that one. I don't know. You have the diagram. You know where babies come from. You have the most of them. You know how it happens. Yes. Not from the anus. Not from the anus. Right. So, uh, Facebook is changing too. It's going to be meta. What? Yeah. I guess uh, Mark Zuckerberg is going to be uh, changing Facebook. Facebook's going to be no more, and they're going to like change it into a, a thing called meta. So you better start getting your Zuckerbucks. Fuck is a Zuckerberg? I don't know, but whatever it is, you probably should start getting one. Or I'm, it. Not, I'm not gonna. He's gonna be having his own currency, I would imagine. The fuck is a Zuckerberg? I don't know. I think you need to be more focused with what a meta is. I don't give a fuck about either of them. Neither do I, but it's gonna be controlling people. So many people. I mean, Facebook already controls people already, so yeah. I don't agree. With the decisions or with that statement? I don't agree with either of them. I don't agree with Mark Zuckerberg. I don't agree with... It's like, but I mean, you kind of have to get on board though. Like, I don't really care for Apple products, but I think having Apple stock would be pretty good. Well, sure. I mean, no one is disagreeing with money is the right thing, but if we buy Zuckerbucks, we're not going to see a dime of that Zuckerbuck. I mean, if you have it, we can just go outside the store right here and buy some Bitcoin. Because of the Bitcoin ATM thing. I don't even know <laughs> Dude, what the fuck is that is. I seen a, a, a flyer from, I think it was on Reddit, talking about an old StarCraft tournament. Like, first place was $250. Second place was $100. Third and fourth place were $50. Fifth rate place was like 25 Bitcoins each. Jeez. Yeah. It was from like... That's a big difference. from like 1998. Or like, ni- not 1998, but like 2008, where Bitcoin wasn't anything. They're like, you can get 25 Bitcoins each for getting 5th through 8th place. And I'm sure those people were like, oh, fuck Bitcoin. Uh. And then now it's, ooh. Yeah. I feel bad for some of those people who have, like, their Bitcoin, but they can't remember their, what, was it, eight phrase word or something like that? <laughs> right. I'm like, dude, you're probably, I, like, the richest person alive, yeah, but. <laughs> I have millions of dollars, but. Uh, 
You just can't access it. Can't remember my eight-digit code. One, two, huh. three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Got it. Ding. Can't remember my mom's maiden name. Speaking of. And I won't talk to her because she's Republican. S- social media and stuff. I was kind of having a thought about, like, what is your take on, like, people who are always, they constantly post, like, the same picture. It's like you have the same pose, the same smile, the same angle, and, like, everything. Like, do you ever have some, like. Well, taking it from a guy who only has one good side, because I have a droopy eye and. Do you really? Yeah. Look at me. Well, my eye's all fucked up, too. Like, you, I, I don't know. If I'm looking that way. Are you way. saying you've never really looked at my face before? I mean, I usually look at your body. My God. I kind of... Uh, this fucking guy. I'm a little bit more... What do you call it? He only judges my, my ass. Yeah. Eyes up here, mister. No, but from someone who has a fucked up a fucked up eye and a wonky face, yeah, some people only have one good angle. And I can get it that they only take one kind of picture. Do I justify it? When oh, no, I see it now. Take, <laughs> it's like, take less sanctuary. Pictures. <laughs> take less pictures. Take less pictures? Take less pictures if you only got one picture. All right. But I mean, like, it's not the one picture, but it's the same picture at the same time. It's like there's certain people I'm like, man, and this doesn't even look like you in person. Like, this is only your good side. I mean, like, if you went missing and somebody had to put up one of these photos, they would never find you. This does not look which, yeah, it's not you. Yeah. They better hope they find you on your good side. (laughs) Not like Abraham Lincoln. The only way they would recognize me if they found me dick up. Do you have pictures of your dick on social media? Not on social media, but on my OnlyFans. All right, okay. I I do have some on my Black Planet, but... On your Black Planet? Yeah. I had some... I used to post pictures of my dick on uh, (laughs) DeviantArt. Okay. And then I had some on my FetLife, but I took them down. (laughs) When I became a teacher. Those teachers. Just signed in non-disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> signed, a, signed an MDA about the tip of my cock. The re- the shaft, it's free game, but just the tip. Would it, let's have that discussion. Okay. If somebody signs a non-disclosure agreement, and then they want to kind of like go back on that, give me your input, Jeremy. They signed something, so fuck them. That's how <laughs> I feel. I mean, I'm... People need to think about the future, not just the present, when they sign those things and agree to do something. Especially when you pay them, approach them up front, like saying, like, hey, when, well, when you're telling them to think about their future, there's a conversation we just recently had. And I think we can go a little bit further, but I think a lot of the people who don't think about the consequences in the long end, you know, like if you're doing nudity, like a photo shoot or a movie or something like that, and it's like, I think, I mean, some people don't have their value system laid out and they, they don't think about that well you just lay it out in front of them yeah they're still they, gonna well yeah whatever's enticing i guess for them right now exactly yeah and they're not gonna think about the future and the fact that they could be a parent someday or a teacher someday they're gonna do what they want to do right now in the now even like i said i would tell people that and they'd still come back and say you need to take stuff down some no, people you sign shit so sorry when you don't think about the long-term effects, it's like I'm kind of guilty of that too. I shouldn't have sold all those comic books. But, hello? I feel like you're adjusting my cord. That's just my hand on your dick. Oh, my cord. Huh. Hey. <laughs> what about you? What have you been? Nothing good lately. Nothing good. Halloween? That's not good to me anymore. Oh, why not? You think it kind of like doled a lot of the stuff for you or is it like 100% work itself? I don't get to do shit. I miss out on shit. 
for Halloween time. I don't get to enjoy it. I just work. Huh. And that's it. So you work in what you love, though. So you get to work in that environment of the spooky stuff and the costumes and the, the makeup and the gore. Even though you you miss out on the Halloween season, does it make the job any easier, though, working around stuff you love or you, you still love? I still love the stuff. I just don't like uh, the customers nowadays. Everyone's rude and entitled and treats you like shit. Well, that's just the world. Yeah. What that's do you do a, to get back at problem. some of these? I don't do anything. I sit there and I take it because I have to. Do you? I do. Otherwise, or- I won't have a job. And I'm not, I don't have a college degree, so I can't do anything else. Is there like little workarounds that is still legally, like, like you're not really breaking any rules, but you're like, yeah, we really don't want to discuss those on air because then somebody finds out about them. They won't really be workarounds anymore. I don't, I don't do anything. Everybody can use it. I don't do anything to the rude customers. I just help them and let them go about their way. And then I deal with the next one. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of my my issue like when certain customers just kind of like get all bitchy in front of like my issue is usually when they try to make it personal like you and this and you know you did this it's like i did not do that it's like you're you're making it personal like, i would love to want to help you right now but you're displaying a, an ample amount of bitch behavior and i just figure i'm used to it if something happens to somebody and it was somebody else's fault and I'm the one they're talking with, it's going to be my fault, so. Mm. Yeah, that's that's the shitty thing about any customer service-based job. And it doesn't matter who you're talking to. It, it You're the representative. You're the company. So it's like, well, you're Mangelson's. You're Target. You're Walmart. doesn't matter that, you know, you didn't make the shoe or you didn't make the costume. You're responsible Just for it. Just because you're your, representative your or some, fault. some way. Yeah. Like, I'm a door greeter. How how do I have like so much power? How dare you make the wrong scent of suave soap oh, yeah. in your three day a week shift you work here at a Walmart greeter? How fucking dare you? You do have the ability to deny service, right? I mean, like that probably can, reflects but real can, bad, but, but the, the owners can. But what yeah, overpower me? What's and... the point, though? Yeah, in a, in a capitalistic world, turning one dick away is just gonna draw three in. It's like a, it's like the the fucking paradox. Yeah, I mean, the world is full of terrible people, and those terrible people are gonna tell their terrible friends. Yeah. I'm gonna write a Yelp review. <laughs> do you That's, I, do you manage or who manages the uh, the social media stuff? Do you have any There's marketing people? Gotcha. In in store, I guess. All right. Yeah, because you guys only have one location. Yeah. Right. Right. I just think the world is so. I, we need a hard reset. Like, maybe. it's terrible to say, but maybe a pandemic was good for us. Maybe the earthquakes, maybe the floods, maybe the hurricanes, maybe the maybe the all this. Maybe it's good for us. Maybe the, the civil war, maybe the, the fighting within countries. Maybe this is good for us. This is also kind of maybe why. Maybe we need a hard reset. Maybe we need another Noah in the Ark situation. Maybe we need another fires of Gibraltar maybe we need another Sodom and Gomorrah maybe we just need another like factory reset on our on our world if only if only this is kind of like the thing where we're going back to like bullying I mean like in a sense that is these brash customers are 
bullying, but I mean, having those positive bullies to kind of put them in their place, like, and, you know, how they're doing with like Dave Chappelle and it's like the transgender, it's not even the transgenders. It's, it's the people who are trying to say that they support those. It's like, they're the ones who are trying to be the loudest it's and the, saying like, yeah, you know, walkouts and it's like, what are you guys seekers. doing? Yeah. It's like, I just want other people to, it's like, I hate when people do that. It's like, there's something going on, but somebody else has to pipe up. And it's like, okay, you're not even worried about the situation. Right. You just have to insert yourself and make it Your about two you. Two seconds of fucking yeah. fame. The, oh my God, what what I did to you and what white people have done to you. Look how for good I all am. These, for all those years, I'm so sorry. I promise I will, I, will, I will worship you for the rest of time. I promise you that your friend Jamal doesn't want to hear that. Get away from I me. I promise yeah. what your friend Jamal wants you to do is keep being your fucking friend. He doesn't want you to go over to him every single goddamn day and be like, hey, bud, I'm so sorry that my grandparents were shitty to your grandparents. I'm sure every once in a while he wouldn't mind if you stuck up for him in in a situation, but I'm sure every day he doesn't want you reminding him that how shitty it was for his ancestors. There's this thing called moving on. Well, if it's like ancestors, though, I mean, like most all of us are far removed from any of that. I mean, there is shit that still happens here and there, but it's not anywhere near what used to happen, you know? It's like people are not hanging out of trees, I guess, right now. So, well, hanging from trees, I should say. They are in some places because we've brought this back up. We've brought this upon ourselves again. It's worse than other countries. Like third world countries, look at what's going on over there, though. But it's like, eh. We are so pampered here in America, and that's, uh, I, I would always, I always say that, like, if any chance that you can get outside of, you know, and see the world for what it actually is, right. instead of living in this one small town or something your entire life and saying that you know everything, it's like, no, you need to get out and explore. The things that you do here is not what, what happens over there. There's different customs and cultures and all this and everything is, it's a, it's a mix of everything and it's beautiful. Right. You know, and there's, there's dangers here and there, but people like, they want to cover a lot of things up and they want to say like, oh, I'm better for doing this. Like I'll drive out, hop out of my car and take a picture and say I'm part of a, a movement and hop back in and move. It's like, no, you just wanted that clout. You just wanted that, right. that look at me, see me thing. Yeah. But that notoriety, that social media high. Well, look at what happened a couple of days ago. And this podcast is obviously released way before or recorded way before it's released. But fucking how many of the... QAnon supporters thought fucking JFK Jr. was going to come back to life. Like, these are grown adults who thought a man was going to come back to life. This man is not your Jesus Christ, Christians. This is a human man who fucking died. And you thought he was going to come back to life where his father died? Come the fuck on, people. Yeah, I don't You are it. the reason that this country is going to shit. You are the reason why we need a hard reset. Instead of trying to ban bullies, we need to ban people. <laughs> we just need to we just need to stop. No more people. Like you need to you know what you need to do? You need to fucking look at your neighbor, shake his hand and say, Hi, my name is so and so. Hi, my name is Bill. Hi, my name is Jane. Hi. I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're Mexican. I don't care if you're Chinese. I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're if you're an alien. I don't care if you're this. I don't care. You know what I do care about? That this rock's not going to fucking explode in 10 years. Because only like six or seven billionaires are going to be able to go live on the moon. All the billionaire races. Like Warren Buffett and fucking Jeff Bezos. Maybe William Shatner. Steve Jobs. Maybe William Shatner, but he's not going to live long. They might take fucking Jenny McCarthy because she's a hoe. Oh, 
I was thinking of the other McCarthy. <laughs> but none of you fucking TikTokers are making it. No Instagram influencers are making it. All you people wasting your fucking time. Dude. None so of I have you a are family, making it. I have a family chat and all these like TikTok videos every now and then kind of, you know, come up in there. And, you know, I'll check it out. Sometimes it's pretty funny stuff. This one dude, one of the last ones, this dude has like a, a chainsaw and he's trying to cut a hole in the ceiling and like it whips back and it actually hits the ceiling right in front of him. So like anymore, it could have just tore his head up. I'm like, dude, that saved your life. Now, don't take a t- chainsaw to the to ceiling. Going further, TikTok itself. I'm like, that is a, a huge detriment to society, I believe. It's yeah, like absolutely. How it just plugs you in and then it just like hits you with, you know, dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. It's like the next, the autoplay function with that, like you just see something new. Like so many times where maybe I'll check a, a something that was sent to me and then it'll cycle through. I'm like, holy fuck. I've been sitting on the toilet for 30 minutes. My legs are sleeping all because of these TikTok videos. All right. So me, I posted the pictures of, of Mox and me for Halloween and I put them on my Facebook and then Tracy put the same pictures on her Facebook and I posted like an hour before she did. And you got like two likes and she got like, she 80. had, she had more <laughs> likes than I did. And I was pissed. And then we started racing. I'm like, Oh, I'm beating her now. And it was like a, you were beating your wife. I wouldn't, I, if I could, oh. she's so much meaner than I am. But like I was beating her in likes and it was like a, it was like that competition in me kicked in. I'm like, you are not more popular than me, which is a fucking lie. She's exponentially more popular than I am. We call that pussy privilege. <laughs> her wet vagina privilege. But it was just one of those like, who who am I becoming? Like I I want to be popular, sure. I want to be liked, sure. But it, it's in the industry we are. It's in the it's in the dynamic we are. We're sociable people. We want to bring our products to the world. Ultimately, why does that matter? It doesn't. I know it's just it's small attention tokens. That's pretty much all it right. is. It's and it's not so much the fact of getting attention. It's we're creative people and we want to bring something we love to those people. Right. We're not doing it for attention. We're doing it for the amusement of others. My thing I don't get is like certain people have a threshold. If they don't get fifty likes in an hour, they're going to take the post down. I'm like, what? <laughs> How are you operating? Right. What are you working under? Like. It doesn't make any sense. That doesn't. It's not logically sound. It's. It, why is that your reason? So if you get, in, I'm putting myself over here. If you get on my Facebook, which is Lonnie Aaron Fluffalo, and you go down it to a certain point, you will see it changes very drastically, because that my Facebook used to actually be a fake Facebook. It used to be a troll Facebook. When I had two, I had a real Facebook and I had a fake Facebook. And basically my fake Facebook, I used to just give myself shit all the time. Just whenever I would post something for real on my actual Facebook, I would make fun of myself with my fake Facebook. I thought it was hilarious. We used to do it all the time at the comic shop because our person who worked there used to have a Twitter. And then we made a Twitter about him as well, pretending to be him. So every time he would... Like he would post little... something, we would post something as him making fun of him. So we all decided to do it as well, and I had a— It's like I, that Cherokee quote. It's like, there's two wolves inside of you, and both of them are mentally challenged. <laughs> Basically. So, like, if you go down my Facebook, it drastically changes. And I go down there every once in a while and go, fuck, I used to be funny. Like, when I didn't care— and I wasn't trying to do anything but entertain people. I was like, fuck, I used to be funny. Like, this shit was good. 
Why and then you? I look at my stuff now, and I'm like, oh, now I'm trying to be serious. Did you it's try like, to? I used to be funny. You tamed the troll in you? I did. Jeez, and you've overcome the troll. You've become the troll now. I, I Well, I guess become. the troll has become you. Well, if you if you count it being covered in warts and fat and live under a bridge, then yeah. <laughs> Constantly masturbating, yeah. Yeah, I noticed a little bit, like, I mean, not that I, um, I'm constantly trying to improve myself, but not necessarily, like, reinvent and I don't know if, I mean, maybe there is portions of reinvention, but um, I guess it's not necessarily the aim. I can look back and say, oh, okay, yeah, I, I kind of changed drastically. Like when I joined the military, I kind of closed off of a lot of the stuff that I used to be into right. as I assumed more adult responsibilities. I'm like, dude, I used to just joke about like this. I mean, I still do, but it's like not as much. Right. I'm more meaning like if I knew I was going to do something stupid, but I had to sign in, you know, non-disclosure or something. It's like, uh, do I want to? I'll take a second thought, which is a good thing and a bad thing. But I mean, like you're you're going to take a, a sacrifice in something right. regardless. Whenever you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Right. So I mean, you can't have it both ways. Right. There's two very very different sides of me. There's there's this side of me. There's the performer. There's the 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 entertainer side of me, which which you guys know. Right. And then there's. The other side of me, which was the the competitive side, the competitive Magic the Gathering player, the the travel, 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 grind, grind, grind side, which I I haven't really embraced much, but you know, over the last couple months since Moxie, these are the archetypes he's going through. The uh, yeah, my my two archetypes, which I've embraced a little bit more lately. Like now that that group of friends is getting older, a lot of us are getting married, a lot of us are having children. Where we used to spend weekends together jumping in cars and traveling around the U.S. and jumping on planes and flying to Vegas and flying to Canada and flying to flying to Europe, flying to China, flying to Japan, flying to Mexico for magic tournaments and flying to worlds for Pokemon and doing all this crazy shit. You went to different worlds? Sinking, yeah. Huh. Fly, doing, doing all this crazy shit and sinking hundreds of thousands of dollars into cardboard and all this crazy stuff when we were in our 20 nothings, not thinking two cents about it. But now we get together and we, we fucking play golf and we, we yeah. sit. And Would you take a look and realize like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like I'm in the, in the kitchenware aisle and I'm excited about this. Right. Like I'm like, <laughs> fuck, I, I'm buying new forks. Yeah. Like I'm buying matching forks. Like I've never had pots and pans that have matched before. It's like why am I not going to the gaming section first? Right. This like is weird. I walk into I walk into Coles. Like when's the last time I've I, the fact I can say Coles correctly is the fact that Coles. I'm becoming an adult. You're you're putting the H in front of Coles. you. Coles. Like Coles? my my spare bedroom is not where all my magic stuff goes anymore. I don't have a $400 card table in there anymore. It's now a guest room that yeah. actually has a bed in it. It doesn't have 200,000 bookshelves of magic cards in there in alphabetical order, in set order, like stacked in case I need everything. I can make a deck on the fly exactly what I need in 30 minutes. No, it's it's a guest room with actual linens in the closet and is generally vacuumed. But like, yeah. Did I, you put down the dry potpourri? Or do you? No, I did Fabrice. Oh, okay. But yeah, I spent Monday with a couple of really good friends of mine that I've known for years. We've played Magic for years and years and years. And it, we got together and we went golfing. And it was just one of those like, how's your kids? 
how's how's the missus? How's everything? How's business? It's one of those. Remember when we were twenty nothing and we got a La Quinta in and eleven of us stayed. Did you say La Quinta? La Quinta. Oh my god. Yeah, forty dollar La Quinta and mean, eleven La Quinta? of us. La Quinta. La Quinta. <laughs> eleven of us stayed in a in a two a two room a uh, hotel room for three days and then we all pitched in like four bucks and we stayed there until we were all out of the tournament and then we all got in our cars and drove home like those were the days yeah, i miss those like little adventures it's not that i can't do it it's just i think i prioritize my living conditions first i mean like i have other people to look after but like back in the day when i was in germany well one of my good friends he's actually a listener dionisio Dos Santos. It means of the saint, not two saints. I already said that before, but you need to know that. Dos Santos. Dos Santos. But yeah, me and him, we used to take like these little bike rides, just go get lost somewhere. And then like, uh, we're about time. We'll try to, you know, make our way back to the little city that, or I guess the big city that we, you know, live in. It's like we go uh, five to 10 villages out and then take a different rail back or something. There's this one time where his brake line on his bike broke and I had to tie it to mine and pretty much haul him. I don't know, at least like a good 50 to 100 kilos, kilometers, which are the equivalent of miles, but not equivalent. They're a little bit less. 100 miles, 100 kilos is like 60 miles. Yeah. So I guess it's more, or however however that math works out. Anyways, but yeah, that that being adventurous or, or not necessarily thinking about any sort of consequence, it's a fun path, I guess, to take. Providing you're you're not doing something like too stupid, you know. Remember certain buildings I jumped off of without any <laughs> second thought. I'm like, oh, I could have died. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all done stuff when we were young that you look back on and go, man, that's why I hurt. Like you'll wake up some mornings, and go, fuck, my back hurts, fuck, my legs hurt, and then you like you'll have like that flash of remembrance and go, oh. Oh okay. yeah, that's that. I can pinpoint that. That's why. Like I remember me and me and a couple of buddies were fucking jolly banting around in like a five hundred dollar beater car, like one of those cars that you buy to get you through the winter. I don't know if you guys ever experienced that, but like you'll get a better car in the spring, but you just need a car to get you through the winter because you don't want to buy a good car right before winter because there's like a chance you're gonna wreck it. Where it's like, it just gives you all that smoke that's, you know, well, I guess, through this car, but it's not like because of the brake. I guess you guys grew up in the city, so you really didn't have to experience too much country driving. But in the country, if, if your roads got scraped once a month, it was a good day. It was a good day. It, w- it was a great day. So there was a lot of wrecks. So you would buy a beater and just hope it, it lived through the winter. And we we're driving in one of those typical beaters, sitting in the front seat with my buddy, and... We kind of hit this little hump and we came down weird and I had both my, my hands on the dash and when it came down, it just hit wrong and like it didn't break my wrist, but it fractured like a bone, oh, like no. one weird bone in each of my wrists. And to this day, whenever it gets like weird cold, I can feel that in my wrist. Like when people say like, oh, I feel the weather changing, like I feel that so much in my body. It sucks. I can't tell if I've reached that age. You're just a pup. Like a year younger or two. I always forget our ages. Well, Jeremy's 38. I'm 37. You're 35? Oh, 36. Man. I I think after I hit 30, I just kind of like, I have to always like, you, wait. You give up. But I'm lucky though, because I was born on like a, a five, 85. 
So it's like, oh, all I got to do is, you know, the math is easier to work out. The only thing we have left to look for is our AAO pre-cards and dying. Boom. Getting your a finger in your butt and all that. Why do you look forward to it? Well. Don't you just do it? Well, yeah, but, I mean, somebody else doing it for you. <laughs> Isn't that just Tuesdays? Oh. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't Doesn't Crystal dip one in for you? Huh. I thought you said you had a happy marriage. <laughs> it's okay. Guys have a G-spot, too. This is true. Have you ever gone to a party where the cops got called? Oh, yeah. No. Absolutely. I haven't gone to many parties. Absolutely. There was a party back in my high school days and stuff. Uh, Paco was there, actually. <laughs> so there is a... I love that guy. Uh, I had a, our, one of our mutual friends, well, me and Paco's mutual friend from high school and stuff, and, like, so... Being like a fly in the wall and being like the type of person who's not into drinking, you know, so like just seeing everybody's stupidity, it's like there's there's a lot of entertainment to that. And one of the guys, the guy who owns the house or who, not the guy, but the, the kid whose parents own that place. I mean, they were gone and stuff. So there's a bunch of us. So, you know, Paco, myself, I don't know where Paco was. He was all over the place, but we went there together. He left elsewhere. The cops. Oh, I was able to dip out. There's like a little, one of those underground passageways um, uh, going under like a busy four-way street over at my old high school. Yeah. But uh, so we were over around, around there and people used to get in fights under that area. Going back to the party itself though. So upstairs, like there was a chick who was talking about how like, you know, her eyes were all dry and shit and like she needed to go get um, something, seeing if she had like any visine or something like that. And the guy, you know, what's his name? Like Daniel or something like that. The dude who owned the or the kid's house. He's like, yeah, we got some Visine up in the upstairs bathroom. You can go get some of that. And then, but he totally spaced off that, you know, it was like, holy shit. That's the one that they, you know, that they put the acid, the, you know, some acid <laughs> trips. And she did like five drops in each eye. Oh, and then, So, and she was one like wigging out. eye is bad enough. So she was wigging out pretty bad that the cops had to get called. But so the person who said that they called the cops didn't, you know, or the paramedics or whatever, they didn't tell everybody else until they actually arrived. So the lights are going off, and I gunned it to the back door, the little sliding door and stuff, and was able to jump a fence and down into that little part or that, that underground passageway. Yeah. So they broke up a party. I don't know the whole extent of that. I don't think Paco got caught either, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like there should have been more to that story. Yeah. <laughs> But, so we yeah. had we had two places, three places we partied at pretty excessively. Two of the places were pretty much because of two guys. And the funny thing about the two guys, I found one of them randomly on Facebook. Like, you know how Facebook gives people you may know, like that scrolling line? Well, I was going through that the other day, and I seen one of them on there, and I was like, holy shit, he's still alive. Like, they were those kind of guys. And I was like, holy shit, good for him. And I'm not going to mention any names, but if anyone listens to this podcast and knows them, like, they're still alive. So, <laughs> good on them. But they had a house here in Omaha on 35th and Dodge, and you went to that place for one of three reasons. One, to get laid. Two, to get completely shit-faced. Or three, to meet a rock star. Like, that's why you did it. Any given night, you were completely capable of doing all three in that order. In, pretty much. Yeah, me not being a drinker, I think I've drank twice, maybe three times that I know of. One of them was in that house. One of them was an outdoor party. The third one, if I did, I don't remember it. But those two were because of those two guys. The, 
their twin brothers and the cops used to get called to that house all the time but they would never go to the house they would just sit outside on the road because like a typical punk rock house all the people inside hated the cops so they would just park on the side of the road and just wait and because people would be inside the house they'd come out sit on the porch to smoke because there was no smoking allowed in the house so they would go they people would come out and the cops would just sit there and the people on the porch would get so antagonized by the police they'd eventually wander off the porch wander through the yard onto the street the cops would grab them pick them up for public intox put them in the car drive them to the cops so they pretty much did that almost every friday saturday night it's good to have a hobby i mean i don't know how much money they made off that fucking house but i think they squatted in that house for probably a good year and a half before they realized that people were there and started charging them Story time, Jeremy. Start sharing. Jeremy just this. See, Jeremy has the the problem of he had a big dick, so he just went to parties and women were like, oh, "Let me touch it," and they touched it. And true, it's either somebody walking in on him or him walking in on somebody else masturbating. Do you have any <laughs> more of those stories? I don't know. Just all out. I've told. Yep. Jeez. So speaking uh. of parties, one night it was uh, coming back from tour party. Did this light just come on? Yeah. Oh. Oh. That that one went off, that one came on, and then they flip-flopped. Coming back from a tour party, we just got off tour. We went to our friend's house to hang out. They had some drinks. I went over because I was bored. Um, and for some reason, everybody coupled off and went to their own room. And then there was just a gaggle of people in the living room. And I was like, well, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. And so there was this friend of mine I knew, and I was like, hey, you want to go into this room? We can watch a movie. And she's like, yeah, sure, why not? And we went in there, and we heard people laughing. We're like, what are they laughing at? They're like, oh, they probably think we're in here to have sex. And I'm like, well, you don't like guys. And she's like, yeah, I don't think you like guys either. I'm like, no, but you're not, whatever. So we sat in there, and we're watching a movie, and she randomly looks at me and laughs, and she goes, give me your book bag. I'm like, why? She goes, as your tour clothes in it. I'm like, yeah, but they're tour clothes. They fucking reek. She goes, yeah, I know. Give them to me. Okay, so she takes out a pair of my tour shorts and a t-shirt. She's like, turn around. I'm like, okay, so she strips off her, her dress she was wearing, puts on my tour clothes, and she's like, here, put this on. I'm like, what? She's like, put this dress on. I'm like, you're like 106 pounds. She's like, doesn't matter, put it on. So I like got it halfway zipped up on my body, and she goes wandering out of that room, and they're like, what the fuck happened to you? You smell so bad. I'm like, hey, would you like to know? <laughs> It was like our seven minutes in heaven story, but really smelly because I had three-week-old tour clothes on. That's sickies. Mold yeah, already grown. Patches are peeling off. Really bad. Man. Three-week-old tour clothes are not what you want to smell like. You ever go to like the shows where like the bands are like, thank you guys, we couldn't, we wouldn't be here without you. It's like, why are you putting all that pressure on me? Right. Jeez. It's such a lie. When a band comes up and is like, thank you guys, this is the best show on our tour, it definitely means that you you were one of the worst. Bands say that just to make you try to get excited. When a band says that, you are more than likely the worst show on the tour so far. I got nothing. I mean, I mean it's true. It's 100% true. Like, uh, when a band goes out and plays, and they're generally feeling the moment, and they're moving around having a good time. You know they're having a good time when they don't stop, when they just go from song to song, and they just play on. They'll play three or four songs in a row, and then they'll talk a little bit, and then they're eager to get back on to the next song. I think the, There's very little banter. There's very little talking. Some of those bands that have like that little stigma of like, or uh, if you want to call it, 
not really a stigma, but this false pretense of, of what's going on in the present. Right. You know, and they probably got off stage and like, holy shit, we, we rocked the house. I'm like, no, everybody was sitting down. They turned their backs. Like, they, yeah. nobody was cheering. Between each song, there was like barely any applause. Yeah. They're just like, boo, you know, get off the next, next. Yeah. There's very, there's very few bands that people come to see because you're musically inclined. So if you go to play for a crowd and they're sitting, go home. That's why it's always a crapshoot. Don't even fucking try. It's always a crapshoot with unknown openers. Yeah. And then you're like, why? Sometimes it's like, why are they on your tour? Right. But But some of the, some of my favorite bands though, I found from being openers for other bands just by the luck of it. Like if I go to a show, I'm going to be there for the whole show. I'm going to be there opener to closer. I don't care who's playing, but man, some openers I've seen have been, you know, have been that band. The, wow, we're so, we're so grateful you're all here. We're really feeling your energy. No, you're fucking not. Don't lie. There's like six people here and they're sitting playing Pinochle at the back table. Stop, stop stealing my energy. Yeah. It's like, like I get it. You're, it's, it's your stage routine. It's what you do. You're trying to get the energy of the crowd. You're really wanting them to show you're, you're grateful for them. I like to be a very specific fan. Yeah. I'm like, yes, that's very good. You know, and I like once they finish something, six more songs, six more songs. You know, like be very specific with it. <laughs> I'm always the fan is I appreciate what they're doing. I appreciate their music. I know what they're going through because I've played for three people. I've played for two people. I've played for the sound guy, but I've also played for 3,000 people. I've played for 1,000 people. I've played for 300 people packed wall to wall, screaming, trying to rip your pants off before. But you're going to play that shows where no one wants to look at you. You hit your first note, every single person walks out the door. You know, you're going to have those shows. But what you're there for is you're there for the experience. You're there for, you know, meeting sound guys. You're there for networking. If you go in and the crowd doesn't like you, but one of the bands you're playing with likes you, hey, that's that's networking. As a musician, did you ever play something where it's like, you know, like a, a pretty dry house where it's like, all right, this one will get them going and, you know, change up like the list so, and then it gets nothing. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Remember when the river used to do all their like specialty shows, like when they used to do river riot, but they also used to do like rock fest and they used to do red, white and boom. And they used to do those specialty shows at West Fair Amphitheater all the time. Right. Well, we played rock fest in 2001. Uh, we were on the side stage. And we played right before Seven Dust, and then we played Seven Dust played before or after us on the side stage, and then we played right after we played on the main stage. I think it was Monster Magnet or somebody like that played. So it was like nobody us local band, huge metal band, and then even bigger band. So it's like pop punk band, metal, metal. So no one was obviously there to see us. It was 110 degrees. We had like 15 minutes set to play. And it was like, well, what are we going to do? So usually like where we would have harmonies, where we would sing, we would yell and we'd try to scream like what, what we thought, what pop punk core would be nowadays. But with us just playing like fast pop punk rhythm, it sounded fucking awful. I think, I mean, even if I don't like 
a style or band or whatever. I mean, my wife is always usually the one who kind of like snags some tickets for us. Yeah. It's like, oh, sweet. Where are we going to see? When is this? All right, shit. I don't know these guys, but cool. Or I'm not a fan of these guys, but it's, you know, the environment is it's pretty a show. fun. Yeah. But except for those motherfuckers who always do like that little, I mean, it's kind of like a pump, punk dancing type where they like throw their fists backwards and shit. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, the hardcore Stop. dancing. Stop. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, especially when they're, I mean, there's the front pit. Where maybe something like that is exceptional up there, no, but when you're just doing that in front of people, like trying. no, we're not we're not going to open up a pit right here. Okay, this is kind of like the backside here. So that was super huge in like the late thousands. So like 2008, 2009, 2010s. That was huge. Hardcore dancing was absolutely giant because I love tough guy hardcore, like you guys know. I love me some Madball, Agnostic Front, Bane, Poison the Well, Every Time I Die, stuff like that. I love good tough guy hardcore i love to just get in, i used to love i used to not so much anymore but love getting in the pit and just bashing skulls with people and i love the circle pit and i love to get mean but when those hardcore guys would get in there and just start throwing elbows and kicking and i was like no like this is this like is we can kick too. too much for me and i put my keys in my hand and make them count right <laughs> i kind of stepped away and then i just started circle pitting and, and stage diving and and so I'm going to get a lot of windmilling in. Yeah. <laughs> and we used to make fun of them all the time. Like, I, I don't know if you can still find it, but there was a, a YouTube video where we made an instructional hardcore dancing DVD, like showing people how to hardcore dance. Like, this is how you pick up change and like showing people how to dance. But we were stupid kids in our early teens. And but man, don't be that, sweating like you got mace on your face, bitch. That scene. That scene was tough. And what people don't understand about Omaha, it's like you look at us from an outside perspective and you're like, Omaha, Nebraska, woo. But what people don't understand about Omaha, it's Omaha was supposed to be, and when I say supposed to be, in all rights, should have been the second coming of grunge. Like it was supposed to go Seattle to Omaha. Because, because we of had, Oberst? <laughs> Oberst and Saddle Creek Records. Yeah. Saddle Creek Records was supposed to be the next big thing because we had Oberst. We had um, – well, we had bright eyes and all the Despercitos. We had bright eyes, yeah. Um, three eleven. Well, the three eleven yeah. is more ska, but eh. um, but we were we were supposed to harbor that. And the thing why it didn't happen in Omaha is Omaha is very violent. Omaha's music scene and the community and just the the people in general who go to shows. Omaha is a very violent music town. And you don't really realize that until you get out of the Omaha area. It's like, kind of weird, too, because it's like when you do realize that, you also kind of appreciate it. He's like, absolutely. okay, I do miss those shows. And we didn't realize it until we got out of the area and we started touring until, like, we would get to the bigger cities. Like, we'd get to Minneapolis and we'd go, oh, man, this is going to be so insane. We're going we're gonna to start the pit when we start playing and these kids are going to go absolutely fucking nuts. And it would be like, wow. People are just. These kids are pusses. No, like they would start the pit, but then like our buddies who are our, our road managers and our roadies would go in there and start throwing down and these kids would puss out. They would completely spread. No. And then like. I cannot do it. We'd be like, oh, okay. Not, not a big deal. And then we'd go to like St. Louis where they're supposed to be tough. And Denver, where they're supposed to be like tough, mean kids. And then two or three of our buddies who, and they're not big. They're like 150 pounds, maybe 5'8", just country kids. What? Who would go in there and start throwing down and they'd be like, no, no, man, these kids are crazy. Nothing. 
Now, there are mean places that are much worse than Omaha. I can't say it's the meanest place in the area, but I remember taking Tracy to see a show in Kansas City. She literally sat down in the middle of the crowd, and people were like, oh, my God, is she okay? And she just looks at him and goes, yeah, I'm from Omaha. And people fucking scattered. Like, they were that frightened of her. What's going to happen? Is she going to blow up? She could. She's reaching sage mode. (laughs) She's going to... But that's what people don't understand about our living. I haven't reached my final form. Uh, I PMSing. But yeah, we live in a we live in a dangerous little world. Interesting. Um, it's all the estrogen from all the cows we eat. Have you ever choked on a piece of food and like didn't want to be a bitch about it? So you like you just kind of waited for it to pass or like silently die? I choked on a mozzarella stick once and tried to pull it out. But it was like, like I was doing a fucking magician. <laughs> it's not it stopping. It's not stopping. Oh, yeah, you're like, oh, great. You're fucking stupid. Like, you, you're choking on food. I choked on It's like lots the body is so stupid. Like, if it was made intelligently, we wouldn't have this our air hole connected to our <laughs> gullet. Uh, no, the only thing I've ever choked on was a mozzarella stick. And that really? Was the stupidest fucking thing I've ever... I could have easily just bit it off and swallowed the rest of it. But my infinite wisdom, I'm like, just keep pulling. Just keep pulling. Remember I sprayed my... Well, JJ, my best friend's window with popcorn. I was just like sitting in his car, like snacking on some popcorn. It might have been from like, actually, it might have been from like Mangelson's or Ace Hardware or wherever they have like the little popcorn stuff. Where we and can stuff. steal free popcorn yeah. from. And so I'm eating some popcorn and then like I start choking, but I'm like making it silent because I'm trying not to be a bitch about it. And I'm like, and I'm like, great, you're choking. You're about to die right here. And then it finally passed and I just like sprayed his wall or his inside door with a, particles of popcorn and, and kernels and shit and he's like dude but yeah you ever, you ever have a lot of those moments where it's like wow i should have died oh many like times. where you look back on, and not like disregarding the military like because that's well that's it, basically yeah. the life of like i should have died but like moments in your life where you look at something and go or even looking back at the moments and go you know you're driving or something happens or you get close to something and you go yeah, that should have killed me. I should be dead right now. Many times. Uh, man, I, I think about those every now and then and go, man, somebody was looking after me. I feel like if I had like nine lives like a cat or something like that, I feel like I would have. I'd be on my second run through at this point. <laughs> I've been through many cats already. Yeah. <clears throat> I was a, a daredevil. You know the the tallest building downtown Omaha next to like the Omaha World Herald? Fuck, what is that building the called? Woodman Tower? Or? Not the Woodman. It's the one that they built that's even taller than the Woodman. I don't know. So while that was being made, there was a 4th of July. I started climbing the outside. We got on the top of that. We used to break into construction factories and stuff, and we call that like ninja training and all that. And <laughs> so I was more like the ninja. My best friend JJ was a little bit bigger. Like He wasn't as sneaky. He didn't have that much <laughs> skill, but he tried, and he was pretty good at you know for his, his size and, and agility. And then my brother didn't give a shit. Like, yeah, he would just, you know, throw shit around I'm like, dude, we're breaking and entering. We're like, we we're not even supposed to be here. You're making way too much noise. I'm running. If somebody chases after you, I don't care. You know, like <laughs> you're, you're going to get us caught in which almost every single time he was the one who tried to get, you know, or I guess who did get us caught. I mean, like we had helicopters on us at one point, <laughs> but we were able to, and this is probably one of the coolest times I've ever had, but climbing up the the side of that all the way up to the top. Well, not, I didn't do every single floor. I probably did like a good six or seven floors. Then I just took the rest of the staircase up. But on the 4th of July, being at like the highest place, like that'd be cool. I, I would like to be on an airplane on the 4th of July just to see like the lit up of the sky. Like yeah. your the whole horizon is just lights. 
Yeah, we were flying into. If there's aliens, they would be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, we were flying into Orlando when Disney was blowing off their fireworks. That was pretty cool. I couldn't imagine what Fourth of July would be like. Yeah, I never did anything heights wise because I'm a little height baby. If you were a superhero and you had the ability of flight, that would, would suck. I would say fuck it. You're like, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. I do not like heights whatsoever. Like a three-step ladder is the most comfortable I am. Yeah. I See, we did a lot of breaking and entering in too, but we did more breaking and entering into like scary places. Like we broke into the Vliska Axmer house a lot. Like that was a- that Coming was, of age thing. That that's, was a rite of right passage. Path, yeah. yeah. Like we lived close enough to Vliska. That was about a 45-minute drive for us where it was like anybody new to town, anyone who came into our friends group, like before it became a commercial haunt, that was a- you ever been to Villisca? No? Well, get in the fucking car. Let's go. Go in there and sit in there. And Yeah, that was fun. There was an old school, like an old abandoned schoolhouse in the, the town I grew up in. I used to break into that all the time. But the shitty thing with that, it was so old and dilapidated. All the floors had, had fell in, but there was a rim around it that we used to go and sit around that rim and play Dungeons and Dragons and tell scary stories. And we'd break into that all the time. They'd Nerd. Fix it up. Yeah. They'd fix it up and we'd break it. At, we'd break the walls down again and go back in all break the time. Break the walls down! Hell yeah. Best wrestler of all time. Um, better than Shawn Michaels? Hands down better than Shawn Michaels, I think. I think Chris Jericho. Jeremy, better than Shawn Michaels? Jericho no. over Shawn Michaels? No. Yeah. no. Agree to disagree. But um, musically, maybe. <laughs> I hope the fuck so. You've heard, I'm a sick, sick. He used to sing his own intro, but uh, yeah, we used to do that. We used to go break into a lot of old farmhouses that were left abandoned, all in all in the quest for hunting ghosts. And you know, I make this joke a lot that our house is haunted. One hundred percent, people give me so much shit, but there is something in my house. Yeah, it's a family. It's yeah, it's them too. But man, it gets bad sometimes, and then it will go away for a while, and then it will get bad again, and then it comes back, and then it gets bad again, and. The other night, laying in bed, and it cracked me up. Laying in bed, in the bedroom door, which we generally leave about halfway open because it's like our room, the office, and then Mox's room. We always leave the door open. We leave Mox's door open because we have baby monitors, but just in case, for some reason, if those don't work, we can hear him if he gets up. So that means Mox, is it two-way? Can Mox hear the, uh, 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 on the other side? I hope, but he has it. We're laying there in bed because we we read in bed. That was that was an impression of you. So no, for me it's like <laughs> I tap, I tap, I tap. Please stop. Um, we're laying in bed in the bedroom door for some reason slammed shut like hard. Not like the wind could have blew it, mm-hmm. something like that. But literally, like it's it's probably hard. just your house is maybe built off kilter. A oh yeah, because it considering it stays it stayed open. The other 364 days of the year, but this day it just decided to slam itself shut. There's like a differential with like the cold temperature can weaken the hinges. Slammed itself shut. And then Tracy goes, Well, that was uncalled for. And when she said that, the door literally, and you could hear the latch go click and open back up like the handle turned and slowly slid itself back open halfway. That's better. 
You want to try that again? And we <laughs> couldn't help but laugh. We laid there and laughed so much because it's such the absurdity of the whole situation of what goes on in that place. But that was one of the only like physical things. There's not a lot of physical things that happen. It's just mostly auditorial. But that that's a physical thing that happened. The hat that I'm wearing right now, this red one. I was, uh, you mean the purple one? Fuck you. <laughs> uh, I was, I was downstairs getting ready to leave and I was like, okay, where's my hat? Couldn't find it. I'm like, fuck, where'd my hat go? And I was looking everywhere for it. I went out, looked in the car. I looked in the garage, couldn't find it, couldn't find it. Went down to the, to the basement cause I was fooling around down there. Couldn't find it. Went back up to the bathroom. Couldn't find it. I was like, okay. I went to the closet, got my jacket, came back into the bedroom, went back to the bathroom put on some deodorant, went back into the bedroom where the closet was and the fucking hat was laying in the middle of the bed. And it's a bright red hat. Our bedding's black. The pillows are black. The sheets are, everything is black. So if it was a bright red hat sitting in the middle of a black bed, you figure I would have seen it the multiple times of me looking for the hat in the middle of the bed. And granted, I'm colorblind, so I can't see red, but I would see the fucking orange thing sitting in the middle of a black bed. And just little things like that happen. And then, like, you hear – it's usually crying. We hear a lot of crying. We hear a lot of talking. Uh, Sneezing. Surprisingly, hear a lot of sneezing. Do ghosts have allergies? I don't know. It's (laughs) – What are they – what are they allergic to? Like, dying? (laughs) What we think it is and why it's those particular things is it wants attention. And whenever we sneeze, it's always like a bless you or are you okay? So with the sneezing, we think it's like – it's its way of trying to get attention, just like with the baby crying. Whenever Mox cries, we go to him and be like, are you okay? So we think with the crying and with the sneezing and with the soft talking, we always go to it. Like we always go to each other. So we think why it does that is it's trying to seek attention. So it's doing things to try to get us to go to it. So that's why we don't. That's why we don't acknowledge it. That's why we don't. That's weird. Yeah. I think like something like that would be like a pretty cool movie. Where it's kind of also kind of in situations where things felt creepy, how I react. It's yeah. very nonchalant. It's like, well, that's different. Right. You know, or, but yeah, writing something like that is, I'll leave it up to you. <laughs> Do it. Take it away. But yeah, when you were there, you said you felt mildly uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. And, and that's the way it feels. It's not like you don't feel scared. You don't feel. That's because one of just, us kept on slapping his ass. <laughs> well, it's because I couldn't get my finger in. But yeah, it's just sometimes you'll just feel mildly like unnerved, like, why is that fat man following me? And that's what everyone says when I'm eating a chicken wing and following them. <laughs> Stop it. I have a glandular problem. Yeah. Um, are you a fan of Carl Sagan? Eh, I don't. I've read him, but I'm really not. A, I wouldn't say fan. Like back in the day where he had that, uh, uh what was that TV show that? That uh, Tyson redid it. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, was it? He redid the TV show, and it was like it was pretty. Fuck, I can't even think of the. But anyways, he had like some really awesome stuff, and kind of going back to not only the last podcast, but also earlier topics we were just talking about. This podcast, obviously, we're all over the place. This isn't something that's scripted. It's just kind of rambling to bullshit, and you know, checking in on each other. This is our yearly or annually. Annual check-in on each other. Yeah, the banter sode. Uh, yeah, the banter sode. But Carl Sagan, I mean, he was a scientist, you know, in every means. I mean, he was uh, very concerned with, like, knowledge and exploration and all this. And right. 
there was a book that he wrote. Uh, it was released back in like 1995, so I assume he might have wrote something like this earlier. Uh, it's called The Demon Haunted World. Ooh. Are you familiar with that? No, I can't say I am. So this kind of talks on an earlier subject that we were talking about, and I thought it was very inspirational, very intriguing, and I think it gives a lot of pause. Like, holy shit, like, because this is a prediction, and I feel like it's extremely accurate. I mean, he, he's just, I mean, very calculated person. So, like, being able to see and analyze people, the conditions of how, how we collectively interact as people, as especially as, like, Americans. But, I mean, this is all over the place. So, But I'll just go ahead and read this excerpt from The Demon Hunted World by Carl Sagan. It says, I have a foreboding of an America in my children or grandchildren's time when the United States is a service and information economy, when nearly all the manufacturing industries have slipped away to other countries when awesome technological powers are in the hands of a very few and no one representing the public interest can ever grasp the issues when the people have lost the ability to set their own agendas or knowledgeably question those in authority when clutching our crystals and nervously consulting our horoscopes or our critical faculties in decline enable to distinguish between what feels good and what's true we slide almost without noticing Back into superstition and darkness, the dumbing down of America is most evident in the slow decay of substantive content and the enormously influential media. The 30-second sound bites, now down to 10 seconds or less. Lowest common denominator programming. Credulous presentations on pseudoscience and superstition, but especially a kind of celebration of ignorance. So he wrote this probably prior to 1995, talking about how dumbing down of America and I'm like right. that's very profound I don't even, I don't even want to call it like a a premonition or a guesstimate of you know he's saying this might happen in his children or grandchildren's time and it's like yeah that's that's pretty much today like we're so lost in these little sound bits and making things into more than what it actually is not necessarily concerned about what is true right. and just what feels good what we can <laughs> glean in the now instead of future well, you got to think, though, Orwell wrote about that in the 40s as well. Yeah. It's just – it's a narrative that's been spoke about for years and decades and decades. And it's just – it takes that right person to hit the mark right on the head for us to go, oh, yeah. Hundreds of people are talking about it, but it, it takes that right structure that people go, oh, yeah. And he hit – his was very good. Like that was a very strong – structure of saying it if it would have been said correctly um sorry <laughs> i can try to edit it down <laughs> no, you, no, you're good. i just like busted your balls yeah no i kind of want to put that out there thoughts for especially our next episode the next episode we're going to do like a year in review so yeah we'll pull some things from z world yeah mainly our world of the what galaxy is this are they milky way yes we, that sounds right. about right yeah but no, I mean, I think we've kind of gone on far enough, long enough. Yeah. Yeah. Just wanted to get something out there, little nuggets for everybody to kind of enjoy. Maybe yeah. question things. I always question things. Yeah. Always take good care of yourselves. I'm going to be stewing on kind of like what we did last year where we came up with, you know, with our New Year's because the next one is going to be relatively our New Year's or end in review yeah. starting the new year. And maybe have like, because how we did with... Take more pictures of with your you and your friends, which before we leave here, we should probably get another one and post it, all doing the same smile. 
And if it doesn't get as much likes when we post it, we'll take it down. Okay. Yes. But yeah. No. If you don't give it at least 300 likes, the next one will be of the tips of our penis. Together. Yeah. And like matching sweaters. Schmetters? Schmelts? Schmelts. Schmelters. Schmelders. Yeah. I got some ideas in the in the can for the next episode. So, I mean, all of us can pool in. So, yeah. but I don't know if I'm going to tell you guys exactly what I'm going to be doing. So, if we have the same or similar topics, we can both just chat in on about it. But, sure. yeah, no, this is just kind of a, if you want to call it a filler. They all can't be winners. This yeah. is the worst episode of the year. So, yeah. <laughs> well, before we go, too, I just want to mention... A couple of friends of mine, well, a friend of mine and her friend, uh, started an amazing podcast, uh, self-help podcast, talking about mental disorders and just self-help in general. It's called The Rad Rebellion. Please check them out. A couple of amazing chicks. If you want to get help from a, a couple of witchy ladies who will make you feel good about yourselves, please check them out. You heard that from me, and if you like it, you're welcome. Uh, uh, thank you. I think I... Sat through like a the, the, their first episode was a very short one. I want to say it was. Yeah, but uh, they're good. Interesting. I like them because of the boobs. I shouldn't. I sh- I shouldn't plug her in because she made me sit through the Fast and the Furious ten times. Well, she didn't make me, but she worked it at a movie theater. Family. And I was I was friends with her while I was waiting for her to get off work, and it was the only movie her theater was showing. And I sat and waited for her, and all I could do was watch Fast and the Furious, and I had to sit through it ten times while I waited for her to get off work. But to make up for it, I stole the R off her movie theater sign. And it was like the old school letters that was like big and outdented. So I have like a three foot by two foot R that I still have from when I was a teenager. You pirated it. I fucking sold the shit out of it. R. Well, bring us out, Lonnie. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. I don't know how this is going to sound when it's edited completely, but hopefully it'll be fun. Uh, for Jeremy and Justin, my name is Lonnie. Thank you so much for listening to our banter sode. Uh, you'll Our next episode's our year-end review. Uh, feel free to check out our other episodes and if you want to if you want to represent our brand please check out Zazzle.com we have plenty of merchandise you're able to wear Uh, Justin's selling his pubes on there too if you want to grow a nice beard for Christmas and be a a Santa full bag full bag some of them are even gray so from our family to yours have a great Thanksgiving for listening to this week's episode. Join us next time for more absurdity that only the guys from the Boundless Pot Trap can bring you. Give me a